Hello, everybody, and welcome to the sixth. It's the sixth iteration of the Why But podcast. I almost said the fifth then. And uh, my name is Nick. I am joined by my co-host, Isaac. And Isaac, I received an email today. Would you believe it? In my (laughs) junk, I checked my junk slash spam folder. And the title read, I've been watching you. And I thought, oh, no. And I tapped on it and it said, hello, my name is John. I've been watching you through your webcam this whole time. Right? Yep. I've had I these emails. I don't have a webcam. Yep. Yeah, I don't yeah. have a webcam. But, you know, yeah. I do have yeah, a yeah, camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, I assume Probably John what he's that, talking about. Right? Yeah, yeah. And he said, I know everything that you've been up to, but I don't care. I'm not going to ask for any money or Bitcoin to know... to to get this information back because I don't care what you've been up to. The only thing I want to know is what Isaac's been up to. So I'm under ransom right now, (laughs) Isaac. So he's threatening to release everything to all your friends and family through that has been recorded through that camera if I don't give you the information that you can then relay to him of what I've been up to. Exactly. Well, case, he's man, been I watching feel... me and he's, he cares so little about my life. <laughs> that in that case, man, to know what you've been up to. I, I, I feel obliged to uh, to inform you about what I've been up to. Uh, this morning, Nick, it's been a pretty standard Thursday morning currently. I woke up, I had um, a little bit of yogurt, Nick, 5% fat because, you know, I'm nice, um, yeah, yeah. The zero percent fat stuff, like it's better for you, but I, I just can't do it, man. I can't do it. Like I need a little bit, a little bit of fat in my life, you know, for the for the flavor. And so, five percent fat. I get the is it Faye? Is how they pronounce it. F A G E is the the brand of the yogurt. I really like it. It's got ah. plain yogurt, but mm-hmm. they pronounce. It says in the box, it says pronounced Faye, and so I think it's like Faye, Faye, but it's pronounced. It's spelled F A G E. Anyway, had some yogurt, Nick. Uh, for breakfast, very small bowl, 100 grams specifically of mm-hmm. yogurt to give you a really uh, good indication of where I was this morning. Uh, and then went to the gym for like an hour, hour and a half, came back, Nick. And then at that point, the, the, the time was ticking because I knew I had to be here for this uh, recording session. And Nick was very insistent that I be here this time because, again, I now I know it was because of the ransomware. But uh, Nick was checking up on me. He was like, hey, are you going to be here, you know, sweating emoji? He was, I was really... Yeah, I was, I was, I was, I was panicking. <laughs> I was panicking. So I rushed back and then quickly whipped up some breakfast tacos, Nick. I had... Ooh! Yeah, man. They Ooh. are... I've been, I've been having them a bit more recently. They are so good. Bacon. And by bacon, I mean turkey bacon. Eggs. Refried beans, which are actually... I, I'd not had refried beans until, like, this year. And they are surprisingly right. good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, along with uh, a little taco wrap and some uh, some hot sauce, and it is real tasty. I then whipped up a, a coffee, and here I am, Nick, live. And by live, I mean pre-recorded with you for the internet to hear. <laughs> of course. Um, right, few questions. I'm Isaac. ready. Hit me with them. Coffee, instant or brewed alternatively to instant? Nick, this coffee was was beans less than half an beans. hour ago. Beans, beans to cup yeah. machine, beans to cup yes. machine. Grind Good. the beans into the clink, press the button, it goes as the espresso comes out. Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. uh, steamed this oat milk and good to go. Mm-hmm. Interesting thing that I came across earlier in the week, Nick. I have a favorite like type of oat milk that I like, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That I buy regularly. 
that this brand of oat milk that I like recently released a new flavor of oat milk, which I thought was wild. Oh. I've seen like chocolate oat milk before now. Okay. But Nick, tis the season. They released a pumpkin spiced oat milk. Of and course you know they did. Give me, give me, I'm going to show you. I want to see it. I want to see it. Because I, I, I think that we have the same favorite brand of oat milk that was in my uh, in my coffee earlier this morning when I couldn't be bothered to go out and get one from the shop. So let's see what he's got here. I'm back. He's back. So this right here is my favorite brand of oat milk. Not a sponsor. It's Khalifa Farms. I think they do really good oat milk. Uh, Would recommend. Yes. Yeah. Barista yeah. blend. And then the other day, Nick, I was in the supermarket. I saw this. Boom. Holy crap, it's orange. It's, it's orange. orange. And it says pumpkin spice on it right there. Yeah, right. And how is Isaac? How is? It's pretty good, man. It's one of those mm. things where it's very pumpkin spice forward. Like it's very much, uh, you can tell it's pumpkin spice. Even just smelling it, like it's strong. Right. I will usually cut it into regular oat milk. So I'll maybe do like okay. a 50-50 and then just make like a regular latte and have like a little bit of a, a little bit of a pumpkin spice-esque homemade latte, Nick, which is pretty tasty. Okay, very good. I, you know what I've been doing recently? I don't drink coffees like that I've made at home much. I've just got like an emergency bottle of instant coffee. Um, I had one this morning because I couldn't be bothered to go out and get one. Um, but what I've been doing is I don't have a milk steamer, right? Yeah. But I've very got common like occurrence autumn, not to have a milk very, steamer. Very, yeah. very common occurrence. Very common occurrence. But... I use um, extremely popular brand of oat milk in the UK that isn't the one that you've just shown, right? Is um, it Oatly? It is Oatly. And I, they, don't get me wrong, I don't dislike Oatly, but if you've not tried it, this stuff, real good. We'll give it a go. I, I need to get some of that. I've tried Khalifa's pre-made coffees mm, before, right? They sure. do them in the bottles, right? And they, they've always been very good. Uh, but I need to try that oat milk. So what I do is I, I've got the, the oatly milk and I do find it a bit thin sometimes. I've got the, yeah. you know, quote unquote barista one, barista, which is meant to be a bit yeah. thicker. I, I still think it's a little bit thin. So what I do is I, I always have this process where I make the instant coffee. I'm like, oh, I don't want like thin oat milk. It would be a bit watery. It won't be so nice. So I've got an automatic protein shaker. Mm. So what I do is I pour the milk in there, turn it on, and I just tilt it to the sides and it just froths the milk up, right? And then you can get like a really nice pour and you get a bit of foam at the end and you can pretend to do latte art and it doesn't work at all. Uh, but it is thicker. It is thicker, yeah. uh, which is which is very nice. That's, it's um, one of the reasons I like this the most. I think this is kind of one of the, the thickest I've tried, right? Like right. in terms of, I don't think it's actually thick, but it's got like that velvety texture that you associate sure. with like real milk. It's real good. Um, not a sponsor. People might no. be wondering why we drink oat milk. For me, I just think it tastes better. <laughs> Like the, it's not like um, a vegetarian thing. It's not like a dietary thing. Um, I just think the oat milk tastes good in coffees. Yeah, I I agree. I always get oat milk these days, or when I remember. Um, I get it more for dietary reasons. I find a lot of the times when I forget to ask for oat milk in a coffee shop and yeah. they give me the coffee, I will obviously have you know not gone through through the thought process that I've forgotten to ask for oat milk and I'll drink it and I'll be like, oh, this coffee's amazing. <laughs> like, this is unreal. This is extra good today. And then about 
60% of the way through when my stomach's starting to rumble. I'm like, oh. <laughs> That's why. It's because I forgot to ask for oat milk. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> I um, I personally prefer the flavor of um, of regular milk. Cow's if milk. it's yeah. like semi-skimmed or whole. Yeah. I do own, funnily enough, I actually don't own any bottles of semi-skimmed or whole, whole milk at home. Mm-hmm. But I do have a bottle of uh, red top skimmed milk, right? Because I use that for protein shakes. I hate because it. I, I, hate I take it. the stomach. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I take the stomach like hit because hit. I I so much prefer using skimmed milk in protein shakes compared to water. Water. Right? What? I can't do it. I cannot do protein shakes. Like right. I, I'm. I am. I am one of these people now where I I eat like. A staggering amount of chicken, like you do as well, and to, to avoid protein shakes. <laughs> That's fair enough. They're, they're horrible. I hate it. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're just I, so artificially sweet all of the time, and I cannot do it, man. I don't think I've tried a good protein shake in a long time. The one protein powder that was really good that I tried a few years ago was, I think it was called Syntha 6, but... It was full of sugar, right? You have, yeah. You've got this like trilemma, right, of taste, protein content, and sugar content, and you can't have all three. You, you can only or, pick or, like maybe two even like a quad quadlemma of like calories as well. You don't want to right? be like a, yeah. a seven hundred calorie protein shake, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. So I was, I actually, I, I was going to say, I didn't actually used to. I, I had a big gap in drinking protein shakes. I haven't drunk protein shakes for the last two to three years, up until like a month and a half ago. Um, just because I found that when I was, my protein shaker would get really smelly and I put it down to the fact that I didn't have a dishwasher, right? I wasn't cleaning it properly. I couldn't get to, you know, to, to, to all of the little crevices because of the milk that was in there. And then I realized that antibacterial dish soap actually makes a huge difference, um, both to like my actual dish sponge because they don't get smelly at all anymore, but also to these uh, these containers, right? Uh, even glass containers, protein shakers. I use antibacterial uh, dish soap, and that actually stops them from ever getting smelly. So I actually stopped having protein shakes because my my protein shakers were getting so like stinky, and I was like washing these things before, and I was like, why aren't they? Why are they still doing this? But now, antibacterial dish soap, very good. And so I've got back onto it. They're not great, right? But I'll just come back from the gym when I'm thirsty and I'll it's, just chug it and oh. then I'll brush my teeth and forget I had it. Yeah, see, that's the thing. <laughs> I can chug one, but it's the aftertaste. They, they, they taste so bad for so long after. Like maybe the brushing the teeth is the way to go, but um, mm-hmm. I've engineered these breakfast tacos. They've got 50 grams of protein in them, like for the two nice. breakfast tacos that I have. Mostly Very because good. of the fact that I've got um, the, the turkey bacon is surprisingly good in terms of uh, right. like protein to calorie ratio. But uh and not too bad either. Not an ad for, for, for turkey bacon, by the way. I also have like three eggs in there as well, which, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, I just can't do it, man. I can't do it. Like, I tried. I get some. And um, I do drink um, creatine, but it's like unflavored. So I just add it to like juice and then just blend it and then drink sure. that. But then I was going to mention your shaker. You see, you've got like an auto shaker, which is interesting because my, my go-to method has been to use a cocktail shaker and just like put ah. ice in there. So I put the powder in, put the water in, put the ice in, and then shake it like a like a cocktail, right? And uh-huh. then pour it out, which works really well, like surprisingly well at, at like dissolving the powder. But then your drink is ice cold, right? Like ice cold. And trying to chug an yeah. ice cold drink is horrible, especially if you don't like the flavor. 
And no. so you could try it, but then like trying to do it without the ice, you don't have like that, you know, uh, debris in there that kind of shakes up the yes. powder and then it breaks the clumps up, right? Yeah. And yeah I was going to ask yeah. how you rate your protein shaker. Like I assume that just doesn't heat it up, doesn't cool it down. No, it is very good. I've had it for years now. I think I've had it for like four or five years. Um, I think the company that makes it, they like switched to a newer model. And I think the newer model was significantly worse. Oh. Um, so I was like, I hope this thing never breaks. Let me have a look. It's called a, it's called a, not a sponsor, a pro mix, but with two X's on the end. Yeah, they still sell them, but there was a, yeah, I think they do still sell them. Um, this looks oh. like a much newer model than what I have, but, uh, the one that I have was very good. And then they switched to like, an, they did a Kickstarter basically yep. for a newer model. And then yep. everyone joined this Kickstarter. They released the newer model, discontinued the older one. And the newer one was terrible. Um, and I think I got one <laughs> sent to me and I was like, this is good to double A batteries or triple A batteries. Did you, and they run out you supported this Kickstarter, right? I support this Kickstarter. I remember you saying this. Yeah. This was, yeah, this would have been years and years and years ago. I actually owned their product already, but supposedly this one would be better. But I think they ran into the classic XYZ cost and engineering challenges that meant it had to, they had to get rid of all the, half the features, right, that they, they were talking about. So uh, I gave that, oh, oh, he's, he's off. Hi. Hi, Nick. Apologies. Uh, the Royal Mail guy wanted to leave a parcel for my neighbor. No, oh. mine. Of course, of course he did. Of course he did. <laughs> Sorry, you oh were saying goodness, the, um, the, the bottle. They've got, the, they've got a triangle again. Yes. Three-pronged yes. problems. What's the Three-pronged problems? problems. They ran into too many issues, and then they had to release a non-rechargeable one with a non-magnetic clasp system, which was what the, the, the whole selling point was, and it was pretty terrible, so I gave it to my brother, uh, and I think that's not been used <laughs> since then. Um... But yeah, supposedly they have a new a new new version which is rechargeable. But I don't know how good it is. Uh, but it is very good because it's basically like a a little like blender, but instead of a blade, it's just like a little, you know, like a little plastic thing, and it creates like a little vortex uh, in the shaker. So it's good for clumps, right? And it's very easy to clean because you can just put water in, bit of dish soap in, and then close it and turn it on. Yeah, right. And so. then you can just you know uh, empty the water out, rinse it a couple of times, and then sorted but it is very good would recommend that makes sense yeah no i've been i've been on a, a, a crusade to try and like try and not default to protein shakes you know i've bought like the high protein pasta i've been like mm-hmm. ordering chicken everywhere i go like it's i've been trying my best to hit protein goals without hitting um without using protein powder i've got a big old bag of it like but it's just it's so bad it does not taste good at all and i uh, i just i can't do it man i can't do it I uh, I saw the funniest thing when I was on holiday a few weeks ago. I was in a gelato place, right? And they did protein ice cream. Mm. So they'd taken a few of their popular flavors and they literally mixed in, you know, like yeah. NSN protein powder into it. And I was so yeah. tempted to try it, but I didn't. But that was the first time I've seen that. And it, you could tell it was like such like a gimmicky say, sales product right yeah. to catch, capture people's like attention yeah. to go into the shop to be like what protein ice cream but i can't imagine i wanted to try it in hindsight because i wanted to know how protein powdery it tasted right you could probably taste the yeah. bits in the ice cream oh, i don't know yeah that's the thing i don't like any of the, the like i don't like a lot of the protein enhanced products if they're sweet like there's an aisle on the supermarket that i go to 
uh, and I like the supermarket I go to, that has like, you know, these protein mousses and protein yogurts and like mm. protein milkshakes or whatever. And they've all got that same super artificial sweet taste, right? Like, don't get me wrong, I'm fine with artificial sweeteners. I'll drink a Coke Zero any day of the week, but... There's something about the level of like artificial sweetness that they pump into protein products to make them taste good that I'm just not about. The high protein pasta yeah. though, surprisingly good. Surprisingly interesting. good. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. It's like 22 uh, grams of protein for a 75 gram portion of pasta, which is you know that not, is bad. not bad. Yeah, that's right. not bad at all. Very interesting. Uh, next question, oh, Isaac. Yeah. About my morning Tacos. routine. Oh Tacos. yeah, sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. Soft shell or hard shell? Oh, Nick, I think, <laughs> I, I have a very strong opinion on this. I think there is only one correct answer that um, some people are d- going to disagree with. I am soft shell all the way. That's the correct answer. Thank that you. Yeah, I thought answer. so. Good. Like, I don't get it. I, so we have hard shells because my girlfriend loves the hard shell tacos, which I think is crazy. They're so much harder to eat. You go to they take are. a bite, the whole thing crumbles instantly, and the whole thing yeah. cranks, and then it's all falling everywhere. They don't taste that much better. Like, it just, I, I, soft shell, all the way, all the way. Correct, correct. Uh, yeah, hard shell is just one big nacho with filling right? in it, right? It all just comes out, like, you, and it shatters. It does shatter. shatters. <laughs> it makes no sense it does make no sense and you can't you can't close it you know if you're eating one side you can't close the the other side to stop the filling from kind of dropping out like it's just it's so much more impractical at um at taco bell they do like a a, a, a savor a, they call it the cravings menu at taco bell they do a, like a a cheesy beef burrito that Ooh. is beef cheese it's wrapped in soft shell but then it's got doritos in it so they've like they're like snapped up and put doritos in it i think that gets you the best of both worlds it yeah, doesn't fall yeah. apart you still get a bit of that crunch with the cheese and the beef and it's it's delicious it's terrible for you but it's um you know i, I just i don't understand the the whole like having a vessel that's so unreliable for your food yeah. it just it just yeah. shatters right it'd be like yeah. if, if you took if you had an ice cream on a cone and the second you licked the top of the ice cream the whole cone shattered and you had to just like <laughs> hold the ice cream in your hand and then like try and slurp it out it, it, it makes no sense it makes no sense i'm very anti uh, hard shell tacos <laughs> uh, i i'm actually also of the opinion that ice cream cones are very impractical to, to eat ice cream out of as well they are, because yeah, that's true. most likely the situation will be if you're having ice cream is that it's hot and it just instantly melts all over your hands and i'm really i'm really sensitive to like messy hands if i get like sticky hands i have to wash them instantly i'm like i need to wash my hands like i'll go to a restaurant i'll wash my hands before so that if I'm like, especially if I'm, you know, if any food requires touching, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I wash my hands before, obviously, so that my hands are clean. But afterwards, even if it's a bit of oil or something, I need to wash my hands because I don't want to get it on my phone. I just get a bit sticky. I... They become like a little bit more like like they they'll pick up more dirt easily. Yeah, I, I really dislike eating finger food out. <laughs> like, yeah, like chicken wings, delicious. But I hate eating them. Like, hate eating sticky chicken wings at a restaurant. It's it's just, oh, like getting your hands dirty and then having to like mm-hmm. clean them, and then it's just, I'm not a fan. I'm I like, yeah. I, I want to I eat chicken wings, but I I don't want to, I don't want to. You got sauce all over your face. It's just it's a, it's a yeah, thing, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of times I kind of want to like wash my mouth yeah. as well. Um, and we'll we'll just come take a quick shower. Like you got a shower yeah, honestly, back, right, right. I want to. I'm gonna be like, yo, I need to, I need to clean my whole body. 
Can I get a right? shower between my starter and main and between my main and please. dessert, please? Can I have two please. showers? And then real after quick. dessert as well, and before everything too. You need you need the separation, right? Obviously. <laughs> oh, oh man. Yeah, um, I, um, speaking of Taco Bell, real quick, they mm-hmm. also did. I tried. Um, I, there isn't a Taco Bell near me. Like I've got to drive like right. over half an hour to get to one. Sure. So I don't go regularly, but um, they did uh, the, in the UK. They're doing this. Um, chicken taco so the the taco is inside of like a folded chicken piece so the shell is chicken right oh right it's like breaded okay, chicken right. is the shell they, they mm-hmm. basically have a flat piece of breaded chicken that they then like fold in half and they fill with you know cheese lettuce tomato sour cream whatever it is surprisingly good i quite liked it okay it was nice yeah just a, a heads up Very on that one that's another thing that i've been uh, been up to uh, i remember when kfc did the the burger but the, instead of bread, it was two pieces of fried chicken. And yeah, they call that, that thing, the, uh, the double down. Was it called? The double down. That was it. I remember having that and I was like, this is amazing. And it's so I good. I love it. So tired <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> I needed to, I was like, God, I need a nap. <laughs> it was it was brilliant. Um, yeah. But yeah, speaking of chicken, man, uh, this, this episode was supposed to have been recorded a couple of days ago. Yeah. Uh, a few days ago, I was making some chicken. So this was um, not like creating packaged... new chicken. You were like cooking. No, chicken. no cooking chicken. So this was in a packet, pre-seasoned chicken, right? Raw chicken in the packet. So I was like, okay, I'm going to cook it in my air fryer like I always do. There was two chicken butterflies in this packet, right? So kind chicken of like breast, a breast sliced down the middle. Yeah, exactly. And opened out and then seasoned. So I was like, cool. Got the air fryer basket out. Foil in. Best way to in, cook chicken breast. Is butterflies. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Stuck it in, put it on for um, like six minutes, turn it over six minutes, right? Um, six minutes passed, opened it up to turn it over. Turns out one of the butterflies wasn't a butterfly. It was two chicken breasts that had uh... just overlapped slightly. And because my fridge is probably colder than it should be, it just ever so slightly frozen together. Right. You got your fridge at like the lowest possible temperature. Mine is four to. out of five, right? <laughs> I find that anything above four starts freezing things. Yeah. So I, I keep it at four. So I want to get as close as possible without actually freezing food. Um, but sometimes I'll like load stuff into the top shelf and it will knock the dial. And mm. then they'll come back and I'll be like, why is my water jug frozen? And then like all of this salad is frozen. And then oh. I'll look and I'll be like, oh, something's hit so, the, bloody, the bloody knob. I like need a new fridge. Mine's got um, right. Mine's quite old at this point, like over ten years. But it's got um, a screen on the front where you're supposed to control the temperature of the fridge and the freezer, right? Mm-hmm. And so I had my fridge set to like one degree, and then like uh, one degree Celsius, and my freezer set to like negative twenty four or whatever. But the screen has stopped working. It just shows ah. zero, 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 zero. It's been like this for like a year now. It still freezes and it still cools in the fridge. But I find if I put like too much in the fridge at once the fridge because i think the fridge has got like a little temperature sensor right and so mm-hmm, when you mm-hmm. put in a lot of room temperature stuff the temperature in the fridge comes down and the fridge is like oh we've got to start working to cool things down but i think it's broken in such a way that usually when that happens i come back to like a half frozen bottle of coke zero or like a right like the, any liquids that are in there start to freeze or like a little the lemon juice bottle will be frozen there'll just be an ice puck inside of the Inside of the limit. Nice, yeah. And so, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I need to yeah. get the fridge, man. I can't yeah, change the sounds, temperature at all. Sounds like it needs a replacement. It's probably like a yeah, dodgy processing or something like that. Yeah. Too these things too complicated these days, man. 
So uh, <laughs> I, I I had this air fry basket and these yep. these I'd noticed right, and I was like, okay, so so what happened here was the bottom side of the end of one piece of chicken was slightly raw, and then the top side of the other piece of chicken was slightly raw, right? So I pulled them apart and I was like, ah, right. I was going to flip these over anyway, but these parts that are actually already exposed to the top of the air fryer are a little bit raw. But I thought it was just the ends, right? The ends of the piece of chicken. So I turned them over, put it back in. I fried it for a bit longer than usual and at a bit of a higher temperature than usual. Opened the air fryer up, golden brown. Looked like it had cooked all the way through. Great. Anyway, five minutes later, eating, eating, eating. Cooked great, right? I get to the end bit where these two pieces of chicken had met each other. Yeah. And you know when you chew down and it's just a little bit slimy? <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, this probably isn't the texture it should be. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when I bit down, that Ooh. happened. And I was like, oh. But then I thought, oh. I did I did cook this for a longer time and it's just the end yeah. piece, like surely it cooked through. And I was like, maybe it's just a tendon, right? It could be, yeah. Just a tendon, c- continued, uh, I saw it through. Et it, fine. Next Is this morning, the story of, of how you're... Oh, this, I see, okay, I understand yeah. where we're going here. Right, okay. I've just caught on to the point of this story. <laughs> yeah, immediately, Fine. Yeah. Next morning, not fine. Right, yeah. I woke up. I was like, "Oh no!" I knew instantly what it was. I was like, "Oh god!" And then you know when you're like, you think you you're better, yeah. And then it just get. I was like, "Oh no, I'm 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 okay now. I'm all good." And, oh no, 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 no. And then like 45 minutes later, I was like at my desk and I was like, "I think I'm all right." You know, I think I'm okay. And then five minutes later, I was like, "No, I'm not okay." <laughs> 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 so I, I managed to give myself like a really minor bout of food poisoning, which put me out of uh, out of action for like twenty four hours, and I was just like uh, <laughs> chugging the water, right? So, question though mm-hmm. about your air fryer. I don't know an mm-hmm. air fryer. I've not joined the the cult. Is you mentioned flipping it? My assumption was like the air fryer was like a circulatory device. Is that not how it works, or does it like have a heater at like the top or the bottom? Okay, so the air fryer is a circulatory device, but I line my air fryer basket with kitchen foil because if I didn't do that, it would be a, the basket would be a massive pain in the ass to so, clean. S- second question, so tangential mm-hmm. question: What is the difference then? Because if why don't you just put the chicken in the oven with foil? Uh, takes way longer, needs to preheat, doesn't cook as quickly, so. Okay. I use the air fryer like a small oven. It's effectively right, I see. treat treat it exactly like a small oven that doesn't need preheating. So right? it's just a, it's and by doesn't need preheating, you just mean it's so small that it heats up quicker, like it very quickly preheat, yeah, but just yes. very quickly, as exactly. opposed to a normal so, size oven that's going to take a longer to get that, that temperature. So sometimes you turn the oven on, you wait a bit, then you put your food in the air fryer. You just put your food in without turning it on beforehand. You just turn it on, right? So very good for the bills. Very good for time to eat um economical right all, all of that stuff and cooks much you know cooks quickly so it's so, so, so the only downside available. is like space like keeping the, the only downside somewhere. is space yes exactly it's gone to countertop and um, and the fact that you're contractually obliged to tell everybody you meet that you want an air fryer 
exactly exactly yeah, exactly so those are the only two downsides yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah like, literally life-changing yeah <laughs> you sign a contract when you purchase it right that you have to yeah yeah exactly 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 but the difference is this time they don't give you any money back or give you it for free they're just you just signed into like a one-way yeah <laughs> it's, 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 quite, it's quite one-sided isn't it <laughs> um so yes i don't I use it with foil. So I think if yeah. you didn't use foil and, you know, you just chucked your, your basket in the dishwasher afterwards, it is more circulatory. There are some very fancy air fryers that have a heating element and a fan at the top and then a heating element and a fan at the bottom, uh, which are very nice. Uh, but I think they're quite large, uh, which is probably also why I don't own one. And I also think they're quite expensive, but they're probably the way to go if you've got a large kitchen with lots of counter space. So yeah, um, I ate a little bit of raw chicken and I suffered the consequences. So that was why our uh, recording was delayed a couple of wow. days ago. I would say that's surprising, yeah. but because I think it's somewhat surprising. So I think that for the most part, the chicken in the UK is pretty good. Like quite, obviously you shouldn't, yeah, you shouldn't it eat is. it raw. But I think the thing that's different between the chicken that I'm thinking of what you ate is yours is processed in a way, right? It's correct, gone to a factory, they cut it in half, they've seasoned it, like it's gone through more steps from farm to table than it has, like if you just go and buy chicken from the supermarket or from a farmer or whatever, right? I think that's exactly right, yeah. And uh, I mean, yeah, you know when you open a chicken packet and you use mm. the chicken, how do you deal with the chicken packet? Do you rinse it? Do you put it straight in the bin? Do you rinse it and then packet- put it in the recycling so I don't think the, the so the, the chicken packets that I'm thinking of it's like a plastic tub, right? Correct. I don't think they're recyclable. I don't recycle mine. Uh, I don't think so either. I don't <laughs> no. recycle mine. Like, right. like the thin film on top, which I think is definitely not recyclable. Like the thin film, no, the yeah. Kill bag. Then the main tub could be recyclable. I'd have to check, but I don't treat it as recyclable. I just put it straight in the bin. I don't rinse it. Okay, just straight in the bin. No rinsing. Okay, I do, I do the exact same, right? Yeah. If okay. I just change my bin bag, yeah. right? And I've the first thing I put in is a chicken packet, so that chicken packet's going to be there for like I don't know five days to a week. That bin <laughs> is freaking stinking we, after um, a week, right? We go through different amounts of bins, man. I think I'm changing my. So I've got. I don't know what kind of bin you have. Do you have like a a stand up? I have bin? A, a tubular circular uh, stand-up bin with a little pedal that I put my foot on to open the. I see. It's, it's a. It's like a size it's like bras man it's a size g 35 <laughs> liters i think oh, okay. the bags I get, liters anyway. is, is what you're after right i think it's 35 so liters mine i have a cupboard door that opens and then it's on the inside of the door so it's okay like to the door so yes, i have one yes. cupboard um inside that cupboard i have like a recycle bin on the inside mm-hmm. of the cupboard that i put my recycle mm-hmm. stuff in and then attached to the inside of the door is the actual bin it's 15 litres. It's a much smaller bin. Ah. So I was going to say, I'm throwing my bin out like every other day, man. That never is it right. less than five days. Okay. You know, I'm very quickly okay. cycling stuff out. and I see. So yeah. you don't experience this. Yeah, sometimes I get some stinky chicken pie. It's like, wow. that is <laughs> The problem is as well, because I've got a combined living space with the kitchen. Yeah. Like that is stinking my whole living room out. And I'm like, oh God. <laughs> but the, the thing is, I mean, I didn't buy my bin. My bin came with my apartment, but... I'm glad that it's big because I have to leave and then go somewhere to put the yep. bin bag out, right? Yep. So it's a whole whole thing. Yep. I put shoes on, it's a big pain in the ass. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm quite happy to take the smell over the, the tri- frequency the of yeah. yeah of of taking the bin bag out. Uh, but yeah. sometimes I'm like, God, this thing bloody stinks. <laughs> the amount of bacteria, right, in this packet. <laughs> 
Yeah. To 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 foster this kind of smell after only a couple of days must be yeah. really high, right? Yeah, so yeah. so that you know kind of le- adds some some merit to the fact that yeah, this stuff is probably processed a bit more. It's more exposed. It's probably been out for longer. Some yeah. some of these things, I, I don't know if it's the chicken so much, but I know a lot of um, fish based dish like fish at the supermarket is frozen mm, and then. Sure. Yep. defrosted by the supermarket and then yep. put on the shelves for logistics reasons. I think the um, meat's got to be the same, man. Like, just because they sell yeah, so much of it, like, yeah, I think they probably right? got it frozen and then they kind of cycle it out just to make the, the whole thing easier. Yeah. So it's been, you know, in a in a in some form of shelf for a really long period of time, maybe. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, so, so that was, and I was like, the last time I got food poisoning was a, a while ago and I was, I was finished for like two days. Yeah. I was like, th- that one was like, I think that one came from fish. And I was, man, it, I was tired as I've well. I've not had food poisoning too many times. I've had it, I think like three times in my life, twice from the same establishment. Who, no. Yeah, exactly. Twice from the oh. same establishment. The last one I had, it was last year, Nick. I was out for a week. I was in yeah. bed. It was horrific. It was so bad. I'm going to call them out. Pizza Hut. Got it, gave it me twice. No way. <laughs> twice. No way. Yeah. What was it that you ate? I've no idea. I've no idea. The thing is, man, the thing is, me and my girlfriend, we were eating it the night before. It was the best Pizza Hut I've ever had delivered. (sighs) It was so good. (laughs) That's such a shame. And then before the next morning, we're both just erupting. It's horrible. Like, horrendous, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, like... It, it, it is a great i think the the so the last time i got food poisoning i my stomach was out for two days and yeah. i was really tired like i couldn't believe how tired i was yeah. um this time i didn't get that but i had the pain you know you get the pain that's associated like the cramps that's associated with it that yeah. was that was pretty nasty i think the first time i got food poisoning was many years ago and that one was that was definitely the worst that was like both sides sick yeah. on the toilet mm-hmm. like Head You're over done the bath, for like, like a, yeah, just <laughs> completely finished off. That was yeah. that was the worst bout of food poisoning I've ever had. I think this one was more of a temporary stomach upset more than a true yeah, like a bacteria yeah. generated from mm-hmm. food poisoning, right? You've not got actual like, was, E. coli in your system. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. But I was there like, I think I could, can I do two hours? I think I could do two hours. No, 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 can't do two hours. <laughs> I was like, can I be okay for two you didn't hours? Wanna, you didn't want to do the podcast on the toilet? You don't, you don't want to be sat there I with pro- your I probably should have, you know. <laughs> my, uh, my bathroom fan is really loud, though. It sounds like a bloody jet. So that would be the only downside. <laughs> oh. Oh. Yeah, it's not too bad for me with the uh, with the bin either my uh, i just take it i've got the, the door in the kitchen that leads outside and the bin's right there so i just you know, mm. off the kitchen into the bin jobs are good yes. i have to go down any stairs the, uh, one step i guess the house situation is yeah. much much kinder i remember when i used to live in a house and it was easy you just bin out into bin outside you i leaned out the front door right <laughs> so that i didn't have to put my shoes on because our, our bins would be right next to the front door and i'd just be like swing and i'd chuck it in close it then lean back in shut the door all good um, I do miss those days, but could be worse. Could be a lot worse. Yeah, all right. So I just see the word cat, Isaac. <laughs> yeah, so I have a um, a kitten who is like do. a few months old now, maybe like five months old. I don't know exact age. But when uh, some my girlfriend got a new kitten, so we got a new kitten, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, she purchased the kitten, all her, all her doing. Like she, you know, she went, found the kitten, bought the kitten, 
set everything up, yada, yada, yada. And the ad that, the, the, the that we purchased from described the cat as being a ragdoll, right? And mm-hmm. I, we've got new tech right here, Nick. I'm going to show you uh, Google, okay, real quick here. Mm-hmm. Because I, uh, and if you're watching, if you listen to this podcast, we'll do our best to, to describe what is, uh, what is being shown visually uh, right here. But um, if I type in ragdoll cat, this is kind of like what my cat looks like, right? I see. Yes, right? yes. It's like she a kind pet of food like advert cat. You yeah. see this cat in lots of cat food adverts. It's like the, the almost like the Felix cat, but a little bit lighter. Exactly. The, and like, yeah. My girlfriend said that the ad, I think, even said that it was like a point, a, a seal point, ragdoll, right? They've got like these okay. dark faces. You know, they've got dark ears. You know, and this is mm-hmm. this is very much so what my cat looks like right yeah um, yeah i'll even go so far nick as to send you a photo right here what's what's the most recent photo i have of my cat select more photos thank you discord thanks discord here you go this is a photo that includes my uh mouse mat that's way dirtier than it should be thank you <laughs> <laughs> come on discord select more photos <laughs> I selected it and clicked on, and then it's like it just doesn't show up in the. It's like, nah, mate, sorry, you didn't nah. select anything. Hold on, then. Oh, I don't want it. Oh no, there it is. Okay, I see. Boom. So this is my cat, right? Mm-hmm. Very cute. Yes. Yeah. And so it yes. kind of looks like this, right? She kind of looks like this kind of cat, where it's like a rag doll to your point. And so I'm like, okay. And if you look at like uh, ragdoll temperament, right? The uh, the temperament of the cat is gentle, calm, and sociable, right? Affectionate without being demanding. Ragdolls have an almost dog-like devotion to their owners. Some people also say they are attuned to emotional needs, a characteristic that makes them a perfect companion, right? And if you kind of read up on the ragdolls, right? Their vocal level is quiet. Their energy level is calm. Like they are chill, cats right and they're large lovable cats who are patient and gentle they love being picked up you know they'll get well on well with children all this stuff right i don't think that i got a ragdoll cat right <laughs> right <laughs> please my elaborate cat, my cat she is the most energetic cat i've ever we, we went through quite a lot of cats growing up as, as kids right not like hundreds but like you know i have a cat currently. A we had a couple of cats growing up i've seen a lot of kittens right and they're usually playful, but this cat, she is very playful, and she is definitely like a born hunter. She will hunt everything that moves. If something moves, oh. she is she wants to kill it, right? And so there's another cat breed called like a Belenese or something. Cat. What's it called? This one here, which ah. looks the same. The, the, <laughs> the exact same. Right? And so I think... This is what I, I think this is what we have, right? right I think this is I the kind see. of cat we've got. And when you look at the characteristics of this kind of cat, uh, characteristics, um, it's like very active, intelligent, affectionate, <laughs> you know, medium-sized cat. Because she's not very big. We took her to the vet and they were like, yeah, she's real small. Um, like the first time we took her, they wouldn't give her the, um, like her uh, vaccinations because she was too like, sure. small at the time. But, um, but yeah, these cats are... Super active, super, you know, energetic, like really odd. So anyway, the point of this story is that like, I think we got given, we, we got somewhat missold on the cat, right? Right. And don't get me wrong, I love the cat, but the setup here is that 
she's super active, right? And so, like, we got like blinds in the living room, and she'll fight the the, the little things at the bottom of the blinds, and she'll mm-hmm. chase stuff, and she'll try and knock her stuff off. And so we're like, okay, we need to get her, we need to give her stuff to do to entertain herself, to wear herself out, so she can, you know, calm down, calm down, so she can get yeah. herself out. And so my girlfriend bought some uh, some new toys recently. We got like a little um, one of those balls that you can put like cat biscuits into, and then as they beat him around, if they hit him enough, like little treats will fall out. And so she can kind of hit that around. My favorite though, Nick, is this thing right here which is a fish, right? But then as you, like, touch it, as she hits it, it, um, I believe, moves on its own. Oh, so it'll no independently way. start, like, wriggling. I don't know if you can quite hear the way it's, like, the sound I can it's hear making. it, yeah, But yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm holding, like, a, a fabric fish, which is a little grimy because it's been on the floor and under the cabinets in my house. But um, it just, as she grabs it, it starts to wriggle and move, and so it feels oh. to her like it's more of like a real thing, and she'll go she for it. That. Yeah, no, she's been going crazy for it. I had to, to steal this from her, and I'm hoping I can put it down. It'll stop. <laughs> 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 but like, we also got like a ball that also kind of rolls on its own. It's got like a feather attached to it. Mm-hmm. So we bought all these toys, and she's you know taking care of herself now. And but she's crazy. She also kind of Nick plays fetch, which is wild. No because, way. Yeah, I um. So my living room. Uh, outside my living room is like a hallway, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That goes to the to the front door. And so we got the the, the first like set of toys we got, which is like a couple of little balls. So I've got like a little shaky bell thing inside, right? And so if you're in the living room, you can kind of throw this ball out of the door, down the hallway. She barrels after it at the speed of light. She goes so fast. You see, a, she, my floors are all um, wood. And so you'll see her do that thing where they try and go too fast and they kind of yeah, just like, move in place for a second. Yeah. yeah. So she'll go, duh, 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 and then sprint as fast as she can down the hall. She'll grab it and then she'll come back like a cat holding a mouse with this like fabric ball in her hand and then just drop it in the living room. And then you can pick it up and just throw it back down again. And uh, sometimes she'll spend a minute playing with it by the front door, but then she'll just bring the whole thing back again and you can just keep going with it, which is, um, you know, <laughs> quite no fun. way. It's like a proper hunter instinct. So, um, a couple of questions. Yep. The first, is it possible to get so so context? I've never owned a cat or a dog or any, you know, four-legged yep. mammal pet, right? <laughs> so so I don't I'm not well versed in the you ecosystem of pet ownership, right? Two-legged mammal pets or five two-legged mammal, pets. mammal pets. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I I am a I am a two-legged mammal pet myself, <laughs> Isaac. <laughs> Well, go on, what's your uh, what's your question? Um, is it possible to test for breed? So you can test for breed, um, and you'll get a result. Like you can, I, I've seen people do it with their dogs and stuff. the The trouble, I guess, is that like I think a lot of the time, um, unless you're paying like a silly amount of money for like a pedigree of some persuasion, mm-hmm. you're gonna get like a real hodgepodge of results, right? Sure. Like I've seen quite a lot of dogs get um i don't like cats I, i'm not familiar with enough breeds of cats right i couldn't tell you like, i couldn't list five um mm-hmm. whereas with dogs you'll see like a small dog and they'll get it tested and like the dog doesn't look like a chihuahua at all but it's like 40 percent chihuahua you know it'll be like it's 40 percent chihuahua it's like 58 percent i don't know cocker spaniel or something you know what i mean it'll have like yeah 12 different things in it because they're also like kind of crossbred at this point that you can get it tested but you're going to get like a a, a a wide array of results right Right, I see. I see. And, it, and from what I've seen, it seems like any small dog has got like at least fifteen percent chihuahua in it, or twenty percent chihuahua, <laughs> as they've tried to kind of just make them smaller and smaller. I imagine. Um, and so, I, I don't know. You might be able to do it for cats, but, but I don't know. See, but also the I, the, the ragdoll oh. breed seems like a fairly new one. 
in the okay, grand scheme of right, things. Okay, right, interesting, interesting. And is it like a hot off the press breed? I is that why the, the, the breeders try to, uh, to to advertise it as... I think so. Um, I, I think the thing is that there's probably just not enough of them in the UK. And so they're being bred with similar-ish looking cats and then sold, you know, as ragdolls. As, right. Because it says uh, the ragdoll breed, yada, yada, yada. Um, Ann Baker developed ragdolls in the 1960s. In, uh, okay. In the, it's from the US, right? So they're, obviously that's like, what, 60 years ago now? Um, but 60 years ago, California, US, that's not many cat lifetimes ago. Right. No. No. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So I'd be surprised if if there were like thousands of ragdolls in the or hundreds of thousands of ragdolls in the UK. You know what I mean? Like, I think mm. I think it's a lot more likely there's like just a little bit of tomfoolery going on. Sure. 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 Okay. That that checks out to be fair. Um, second question. Yeah. Um, has she been let out yet? So we're not gonna let her out. She's gonna be an indoor okay. cat, right? Sure. Um. Mostly because of the fact that like people steal these cats <laughs> is the right, thing, right? I see. She's I like see, a super I see, I see. fluffy, you know, like cute, a, cute. She is quite friendly. Like she's not. She's she's a hunter for sure, but like she is a bit of an idiot when it comes to um, danger, right? Sure. My other cat um, is very skittish, right? She is. She, she if, if someone tries to walk up to her, she's gone, right? Right. Whereas. Right. Noodle, who is the that's the name of the uh, the fake ragdoll that we have. She, um, I think, if we let her out, I think people would assume she's probably worth more than she is, and maybe trying to steal the cat, mm-hmm. right? And at mm-hmm. the same time, uh, I think she's also just way too friendly, right? She'd probably go up to more people. She'd probably like try and get herself get herself kidnapped, you know? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and I, so, um, I see. And so the plan is not to is to keep her as an indoor cat. We've got um, a cat flap that uses um, so you get your cats chipped, right? So you can. Uh, identify them or they can be identified if they get lost and we've got a cat flap that scans the chips mm-hmm. on uh, mm-hmm. we used to have one that only scanned coming in so that only our cats could come in but any cat could go out right because obviously only our right. cats are in recently though we swapped it out to a new cat flap that checks on the way out and on the way in so sure, now my older sure. cat can leave and come back in but the younger cat can't follow her out which she hates okay. by the way my <laughs> i bet she's there trying to like bashing her head on the flap right being my... like why can't i leave so my, my my older cat does not like my kitten right uh, right at all because my kitten is so playful right and as mm-hmm. soon as my older cat comes in noodle the name of my kitten will she'll barrel towards her and then start mm-hmm. trying to play it and my older cat is having none of it she hisses she's like mm-hmm. no back away stop it please um and then half the time she'll just leave and then my and then noodle will walk over and start swiping at the cat flap trying to get out but it doesn't let her out and so yeah um i think she would do well outside and like i think she'd like the ability to, to run outside the ability to like you know hunt mice and stuff i think she'd be good at it but um but yeah, I, don't, I think she's gonna be in a docket. Right. Okay, that's fair enough. So, 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 your older cat's safe space and space of serenity is just the the outdoors. <laughs> then, basically, when she's had enough, she'll just be like, "Right, I'm out. Yep, I'm going out to the garden. Yep. I'm gonna go roam the local local area." Yep. That is very fun. And then that also answers my final question, which was gonna be. Does Noodle, has Noodle bought in like rats or mice or, you know, anything like that? And have you had to go through the whole, like, attach a bell to them and, you know, try and outsmart <laughs> the ability for the cat to outsmart prey? Well, well, so like already, you know, but my older cat, I think we talked before about me putting a bell on my older mm, cat and then putting a second mm-hmm. bell on her because she's too good at getting mice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She still brings mice in. And so she has brought mice in before then that Noodle has managed to get a hold of. And so we right. have to go and like, you know, wrestle those away from her being like, no, don't eat this, you know, 
gross mouse that you've brought in from yeah, outside. Yeah, yeah. But um, but yeah, no. So we've got we've got the, the worst of both worlds now. We've got like the outdoor cat that brings in the mice and the the dirty footprints, and we've also got a litter tray that stinks in the corner of the mm. of the house as well. So <laughs> and uh, now you have to buy more cat food too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Oh, I bought like the other day, the other week. Mm-hmm. I went mm-hmm. to the supermarket. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, and I'll call them out. Morrison's. I bought Ooh. their cat food, right? They yeah. changed their cat food. Uh, like they changed their cat food box. They, they keep putting the price of cat food up. <laughs> but I'm like, okay, fine. Of I bought their do. new cat food. They, they used to do a whole range of cat food because they used to do like, you know, uh, up to one year, one to seven years, and then like senior, which is seven years plus. So my older cat is over seven years old, which right? is a senior now. So I was buying the senior cat food. They've redone it. Now they just have one box that's just called cat food, 40 pouches. I'm like, fine. So I buy a packet, and it's a little beaten up at the end, but it was the last box they had. I'm like, I need the cat food. So I go home, and uh, I put the box on the side, and then later my girlfriend goes in, and she's going to like move the box or something and put it in the cupboard. And uh, she goes to take a pouch out, the, opens the box, it stinks, right? Oh, yeah. Take a pouch out, maggots inside oh, of the no. box. With, and a, a lot of the pouches were like bulging, and... And so they've clearly like knocked it in the warehouse at some point, like weeks or months ago when they've been moving so it around. come open a bit or something. They've left yeah. it, some of it's come open, it's, and I'm just like, <sighs> we had to throw it all away, just the whole thing. Yeah. Like, I'm sure I could have taken is... it back to the supermarket, but I wasn't about to put maggots back in my car and drive it to the supermarket yeah, and walk in with a box of yeah. maggots and be like, here you go, I want exactly. my money back. I should have done, but but no, I was like, we just, just throw it away. Like, <laughs> you just want to take the L, don't you? Yeah, yeah. That, is, that is nasty. And was, so did you have to go somewhere else? It smelled so bad. Yeah, no, we did. I went to, to Sainsbury's oh. and bought some Felix cat food, which is what we Very got. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. I've never had to deal with maggots ever in my life, which I hope I hope that remains the case. Because <laughs> it does I, um, not seem nice. No, it's not. Years ago, we had um, maggots in our like, black bin outside. Like, I can't remember. Like, this Ooh. was when I was um, like, still living at home. And I don't know why, but they're not fun, man. They're not fun. They no. stink. They look gross. Yeah. They, they are real bad. Wouldn't recommend. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, um, that is nasty. I don't think I've yeah. had to, I'm trying to think what pests I've had to deal with, if you could call maggots pests. I've had to deal with moths, uh, which was not fun. When I moved into this apartment, um, I think because it had been left for a couple of months, <laughs> unoccupied there was yeah. uh the the time was left for loads of carpet moths to multiply mm. so i moved in moved all my stuff in and i was you know quite curious right i was nosy i was like looking in every room um i was sharing this apartment with someone else um they hadn't moved in yet they were coming like a couple of days later um so I went into one of the bathrooms and then i noticed like a moth on the side and i was like oh that's a bit weird uh you know don't really think much of it. It's just a moth. And then I noticed on the floor quite a lot of them. And some of them were kind of flying about. Some of them were just kind of sitting on the floor. And I was like, oh, no. Maybe it's just in here, right? So I got the vacuum cleaner out, vacuumed them all up. As I was putting the vacuum cleaner back in the cupboard, I noticed that the vacuum cleaner cupboard was full of these moths. And I was like, oh. And you, could, you know, with the carpet's fraying. There's like mm. holes in the carpet. There was like a big yeah. hole in this carpet. And I was like... Oh no, so I vacuumed them all up too, right? And then as like this week progressed, we'll call it moving week, just moths everywhere in the bedrooms, in the other bathroom, in the living area. And we were like, right, 
we're gonna have to get pest control. So we uh, we talked to our our landlords, and they were like, yeah, yeah, of course, we'll send pest control in. And that was very interesting, actually. Like these two guys came in very quickly, and they had like you know the classic like the 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 big cylinder full of liquid and then you do you pump it like this right with a little <laughs> yeah, yeah. sprayer it's like something out of luigi's mansion <laughs> and uh we had to leave <laughs> it looked exactly like that except for instead of italian this guy was was brummy uh which made it better <laughs> and we had to leave we had to, he was like oh if you could go for like the next two hours that's all good so we just went out and we came back and then every floor was soaked in this like moth killer, right? Yeah. And then all of like the skirting boards, doors as well, was and it was all like this kind of white residue. And it was quite nasty because for like the first few hours, our feet got wet, right? Walking yeah, yeah, around. Yeah. But then they had to come back a, uh, I think two weeks later to do the exact same thing to kill all of the hatched moths yeah. from <laughs> eggs that had been deposited yeah. um in the first pass yeah and i think this fluid is supposed to kill eggs but it's just basically to just get rid of anything that might have got through the cracks of the the first pass um and then the whole thing happened again two weeks later since then man i think i've seen like this so this was three years ago uh three months three years and uh, just over three years ago i think i've seen one moth since yeah. then so this 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 stuff is quite effective uh in fact i've seen so little things in here like i've seen no creatures in here apart from one spider a few weeks ago um so i mean very good uh it was very good uh hopefully that stops me from having to deal with anything in the future as well i don't know how long this professional industrial grade spray lasts <laughs> yeah for me the only time i ever we ever get moths i always see moths really as if like i um leave the window open in the mm. summer you know mm-hmm. just like a moth fly in because you leave the light on and it's dark outside or whatever and uh, that's that's really the only time I ever see moths, and usually they're just you know taken care of quite quickly. Um, I, yeah. I, we've had a few, we've had a couple of things like um, we had a, a wasp nest in the garden. Yeah, we've got to try and you know take care of. That was like a yeah. a whole thing because we had like a we got like a garden a bed that's like a raised bed uh, towards the back, and like um, you know we were trying to clear it out so we could plant some flowers or whatever. And as we dig down. You move some of it up and like a wasp comes out, and then you move more up and you see like an oh. actual whole nest, and you're like, okay, nope, put that back down, back. That back, yeah. <laughs> and you gotta take care of that, which um is always fun. But no, for the most part, I um we've also been been pretty I know when like again, this when I was much younger, um living at home, we um like at some point we had ants. I feel like ants used to be so much more prevalent in the UK. I agree. That like yeah. when I was a kid, I felt like I saw ants all the time. And I'm I feel same. like now I never I don't can't remember the last time I saw an ant, right? I remember coming home from holiday once when we were like I was like eight or something, and there was like a whole trail of them that had come into the house, round yeah. into the kitchen, and then up to the honey in the cupboard, and there was just like I this see. long trail of like single file ants that had gone all the way in, and uh, and my parents took care of that. But I feel like when I was younger, like you go in the garden and it should be ants, and I feel like now yeah. I just don't see ants. Ever. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I, I, I experienced the exact same thing when I was a kid, but instead of the honey, it would always be the sugar tin. Mm, You'd open the sugar sure. tin, there'd be ants in there. And I've actually still been conditioned to this day that every now and then, if I'm looking in a sugar tin, I'll check for ants. I've not seen <laughs> ones. Again, so it's probably similar, like he's seven, eight years old. Yeah, right. Um, so you're right, the, the ants have disappeared from homes. I don't know if it's just we've noticed that or we've got lucky or or there's actually been some kind of like ecological habitat change. I think, I think there must have been. Because again, my, my right? parents talk about, um, like my own talks about having to get somebody out to take uh, like an older house that we used to live at 
having to take care of like uh, having to get somebody out to take care of like an ant's nest in the front garden, right? Like they found one ah. to get somebody out to, to deal with it. Um, I wonder if it's correlated because people also talk about the um, the massive decrease in the number of like flying insects. I don't know if you've seen like the jokes about like uh, windscreens. It's like car windscreens in the in two thousand and it's like yeah, covered in yeah. bugs. And then like now there's just, there's never bugs on my windscreen, right? Like I drive around, that's true, and they're just the occasion. It's like it's an oddity when you see something flying around on your windscreen. Mm-hmm. And apparently that's like a noted thing. Like there's been a marked downtake, like a massive decrease in the number of airborne insects since like the year 2000 or even maybe before that since like the massive you know industrial grade car production you know that everyone's driving cars all the time yeah i was gonna say what what what's causing that is it urbanization is it climate change is it just some kind of like ecological thing that's unrelated to either of those two things i do wonder um right yeah there was one day like two months ago just this period of 24 hours um where there were just flying ants everywhere for like one day in July or the beginning of August. I think it was the end of July. There was just flying ants all over the place. Like I, I noticed it visibly because I, I went to get some food from a food truck and there was flying ants everywhere. And I was like, what the hell? This is a bit gross. But then I noticed as I was walking around, they were, they were all over the place. And uh, there was like memes about it on um, social media and stuff. So I was like, okay, well, this isn't just me. But there's one day and I was like, oh, I this might have been more a more common occurrence then, many years ago. Yeah, but this only happened uh, recently. I think it was a very humid day. I think that was that was specifically why they'd all come out to play. Um, yeah, looking it up, it looks like there's. It says like there's been a sixty percent reduction in flying insects over the last seventeen years in the UK, and uh, England suffered the greatest decline of sixty five percent fewer just insects in general between twenty twenty one two thousand and four. So there's like a a big old drop off. Wow, I imagine it's just like. I imagine it is people like my parents killing the ants, right? Like, like, <laughs> when everyone gets their own home and everyone starts destroying all of the insects that they don't want, I assume that's going to have an effect on the ability, the insect's ability to reproduce, right? And eventually, and if like half the insects die to car windscreen wipers, you know, just getting yeah, hit by a yeah. car. Like. But yeah, no, there's just been a massive decline, I guess, in the number of insects. I'm not complaining. I assume no, there's, like, neither. Th- th- there's probably like an ecological reason why I should care that they continue to, to thrive. But like, I'm quite happy that I don't have to, as a homeowner, I don't have to deal with ants yeah, <laughs> wandering into yeah. my house. <laughs> yeah, that's that's definitely a, a, an advantage. Uh, or flying ants or flying insects, which yeah. are the worst. Yeah. Have you have you noticed decrease in flies? I feel like I have. Again, I feel yeah. like I feel like growing up, my uh, my mum would more often than not buy the, you can buy like these things where you stick them to the roof and they have they're like sticky. And then, like, the sure. flies stick to them, and then they just, they can't leave, right? And so it's, like, right. catching the flies. And, like, we've just had summer here in the UK. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any flies. Like, at least none that were, like, worrisome enough to me to care, right? Like, we yeah. have fly spray, like, fly killer. I've, I've never, right. I've not used it this last year, right? So I think I've also seen the decrease in, in, in flies, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I think I've noticed that this year as well, as opposed to, like, a f- couple years ago, where they always used to fly in, but again, Ugh. maybe I got lucky. You know, it's I probably, yeah. Probably just global warming. It's probably getting too warm yeah, from, you know. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They'll migrate it's somewhere colder. Uh, have mm. you ever had a mole infestation in your garden? I've never. I've never seen a mole, man. I uh, My parents experienced that a few years ago. And uh, a couple of people I know actually experienced that recently as well. Just You just look in your garden, there's just like mole little molehills. All of a sudden, just molehills, <laughs> and you've got to call them. And then they like set traps. Yeah. 
and they've set all these traps and these things and they, all these moles kind of get, I think they, I think they get killed, but some, yeah. maybe they get caught. I actually have no idea. Um, and then you've got to wait for your like grass to heal. Um, <laughs> so that's something that I've seen before. Uh, I think my parents have also had mice in their attic. I remember when I still used to live at home, I'd be in my bed like at, you know, 12 a.m. And I just hear this like upstairs and I'd be like, what is that? And I used to tell them, all the time, guys, I think there's there's rats in the attic. And they're like, no, you're just hearing things. And they kind of let it get to the point where it was too late. And they went up yeah. into the attic and there was just droppings everywhere. And they're like, oh, no, we need to get past control. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, so I know my, um, when I was younger, my grandparents used to have, like, at some point, must have had a problem with mice. Because I remember mm-hmm. we'd go over and they weren't about calling pest control. So they had, uh, they just bought mouse traps, right? And they had them down around the place. And apparently mice like chocolate. Like it's a, it's a bit of a myth. They oh. like cheese. Like they don't, I don't know if they dislike cheese, but uh, apparently cheese is not like their favorite thing. And so they just have a little mouse trap with a little piece of chocolate on it. And then the next morning you come back and there'd just be a dead mouse inside of the mouse trap that had gone yeah. to try and get the, the chocolate. That's, oh, no, uh, just, the truth is mice like a variety of human foods. Some of the most popular snacks include uh, beef jerky, candy, and even chocolate. Uh, do mice jerky. actually like cheese? Mice prefer to eat grains, vegetables, and sweet foods over cheese or other dairy products. The misconception is that mice like cheese may have arisen uh, because centuries ago many types of cheese were stored in the open cellars, making the cheese more accessible to mice than other types of stored food. Ah, okay. So it's just like a location that, thing where they kept the cheese in the place where the mice could get to. That checks out. That yeah. does check out. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I think that's the only. Oh, they did have to deal with a uh, a bee's nest once, but mm-hmm. I think they just got someone to remove it, and then yeah. that was it. You know, that was yeah. like a two day thing. Um, I, think, I think growing up, the only other thing we might have had to deal with was I think we had bats, like an actual. Oh no way! You can't you can't like take care of bats yourself. Like they're endangered or something, so you, you have to get like a professional out, right? Uh, like if you've got like, a, like a, capture them. I think so. Like if you've got like um, it's like illegal to kill them. I'm pretty sure. If you've got wow. like a, a bee, a wasp nest, you can just try and kill the wasp. Like you can try and deal with it yourself. But like, um, can you kill bats? You can. <laughs> yeah, you become a, a criminal offense if you deliberately take, injure, or kill a wild bat. So no we had way. to like get professionals out and be like, hey, could you? T- you know, we got these these bats that we see flying around. Um, I think the, the way we figured it out was because my uh, my mum's oldest cat brought a bat in. Like, they, she, oh, he caught a bat. I don't right. know how this this cat managed to These catch cats. a bat. <laughs> but he caught a freaking bat, brought it in, and we were like, where in the heck did that come from? And then we yeah. looked around and we saw it was on like, the inside of a roof on the outside of the building. And it was like, okay, well, we got to, you know, got to go take care of that. But yeah, yeah no, crazy. You're not allowed to kill bats. Fun fact. No way. It's in case you kill Batman by accident. Then it would be murder, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> can't be too short. <laughs> Ooh. oh dear but yeah no pests man um pests wild pain in the ass pain in the, pain in the ass side the definition of a pest is an animal that provides or a creature that provides absolutely no benefit to the food chain right if you'd removed them from earth there would be no detriment do any of those exist like I, I mean they must do like surely everything has a purpose right like surely like even the things that you think of as pests, are they not edible by something that's then helpful, or is that like the whole point? Like they're not useful at yeah, all. Yeah, I think that's the point. Like that's why 
Because mice and rats, the only thing they eat those are cats. But then we, like in most places, you don't have stray cats, do you? Yeah, true. Um, and you, if you do, you're not trying to encourage stray anyway. cats, right? Like the, yeah, exactly. I don't know if the cats are doing exactly. much for the environment outside of getting rid of mice and rats, right? Yeah. Flies, I thought, were pests, but then spiders eat them. So I have no idea if they actually are. Maybe just the house flies are pests and spiders eat other flying creatures. I'm not too sure. I don't know. It's, I googled it here. It says mice are essential for the ecosystem because they help control specific populations in the larger ecosystem. They also serve as food predators, uh, while their droppings and movement help to fertilize and aerate the soil. There you go. Oh, so maybe... apparently a pest is a destructive insect or other animal that attacks mm. crops, food, and livestock. So it's something that's actively reducing the food chain. I guess. It, I guess at that point, it's um, it's kind of dependent on the area. <laughs> Right? Yeah, like something your, that, your situation, right? Something might be considered a pest in like a field of tomato plants, but it's probably not a pest in your garden if you're not trying to grow any exactly. plants, right? Because it's not exactly. destructive. It's just kind of there, which I guess makes sense. Yeah, no, that does check out. Very interesting. I do see your next topic, Nick, just says bathrooms, and I'm very interested to see what this is. <laughs> okay, so I was at a restaurant uh, a few days ago, a steak chain in London. Oh, uh, steak again, man. You had steak last week. I know. I know. I had steak twice last week. Ooh. I was, uh, <laughs> I know I was indulging for sure. Um, I was at a chain in London, uh, which is really nice. It's called Flatiron. Um, and I, I was there. This, yeah. yeah, really good. Would recommend. It was with uh, my girlfriend and a family member. And uh, we were just kind of chilling, having lunch. And I went to the bathroom. And the bathroom was downstairs. And I walked into the bathroom. And I, you, my immediate thought process was to look for the male bathroom and the female bathroom, right? Or the singular cubicle, the singular toilet. Yeah. But instead there was just a bathroom. Yep. And I walked in and I was like, okay, I think this is the bathroom uh, for, for, for males. Um, yep. And there was cubicles on the left and sinks on the right. And then what I realized was that this was like a genderless bathroom setup where you walk in, there's just cubicles on the left and you've got a load of sinks on the right. Funnily enough, I'd gone down to wash my hands, um, but I made this observation um, and I was like, oh, okay, whatever, cool, wash my hands. And then a couple of girls came down, walked in, saw me, immediately panicked, right? Looked like they'd seen a ghost because they thought they'd walked into the into the, uh, the male bathroom. The so I was like, no, yeah. no, don't worry. I think this is, this is uh, fair. And they were like, oh, okay. But it led me to thinking that there were a lot of public slash hospitality bathroom setups Right. Yep. So, Isaac, as uh, uh, some homework, I've noted down uh, some of them on paper, <laughs> an archaic uh, medium called paper. <laughs> so, uh, last week we did a tier list, right? Yes. Minecraft mod packs. <laughs> we did. So, what I thought was I would I would list down types of bathrooms, um, and then we've got stage two, which is methods of drying your hands mm. in public places as well which i think will be the longer uh the longer one given that there's quite a few more options that i've noted down but i wanted to go through these with you and see how we rate each setup yeah right i'm ready so the one that i've just described okay so this is a traditional style bathroom with cubicles yep and sinks but there are no urinals, which are specific to, you know, traditionally male bathrooms. And this is in, in the Western world, by the way. Um, but it's for every gender. Yep. How would you rate this setup? 
Uh, are we going like S to F? We're going to go S to S to D. Let's S to say. D. Okay. Let's go S so, to D. I mean, I think this setup is. Ooh, it's an interesting question because that now there's there's variables that matter here because mm-hmm. it, it depends. Are we talking specifically restaurant bathrooms or just any kind of public bathroom? Because like, um, if it's like a, if this was an airport, I'd be annoyed because airports are busy and at a busy airport urinals are helpful because they just they help with throughput, right? I think people are faster at urinals and they just don't take as much time to get in and out, right? Right? I will l- usually l- go. On. Yeah. Let's go with restaurants because as far as I'm aware, no public space would implement this yes. kind of setup, right? Yes. So we'll go yeah, with yeah, restaurants. Sure. In that case, I mean, like, S tier? <laughs> I'm down. S? I, I, I don't, wow. I, don't, I, I think this is fine. I am... I, I, I don't... I'm not a massive urinal fan. I'm not, like, you know, going to urinals wherever possible. Uh, so if I just... Like, having one bathroom, as long as it's marked just toilets and there's just sinks, cubicles, and drying, I'm fine with it. S tier. Doesn't get better. Okay. I, I don't think... I don't, I don't know what needs to be better than that. Okay. Okay. What about, okay. What about you? Well... I would rate it a B. I think it's fine. Um, oh, yeah. B is my average point, to, I guess. To be fair, to be fair, I want to make it known. Nick knows all of the rest of the options. I've got no idea what this the rest is correct. Of the options are. This is correct. So, so I, I will note down your preferences in case you want to adjust some of them as we go as we go through this, right? Yeah. Um, so you've written. So I've written down single bathroom, mixed cubicles, single sinks right so mixed being uh the 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 gender for you is it just the lack of urinals here or is it the the whole yeah walking uh, in uh, and not knowing if you've walked into the the men's or women's that yeah so it's the process of not knowing and being like oh okay this is just and then realizing and the lack of urinals um not that i mind you know go for a wee in Mm -hmm. a in a actual toilet cubicle but yeah sometimes it's easier right or sometimes yep. if it is busier, uh, it is useful to, to, to have the option as well. So I would rate it average. Don't hate them. Don't love them. So next, we'll go with the classic, right, as our true baseline. The traditional two bathrooms, and this can be anywhere, public spaces, restaurants, whatever. Male, female, um, a large room, urinals, cubicles, sinks, hand dryers. So the normal setup. <laughs> So, <laughs> I want to I want to say like S, but like again, but you know I honestly might pull it down to an A. Which okay, sounds crazy, okay. but it's honestly, man, <laughs> men are gross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I do agree with that wholeheartedly. The amount of like I feel like in these kinds of bathrooms, if it's a shared bathroom, I feel like they tend to be a bit cleaner. I guess there's just a balancing effect that happens between men and women, whereas if it's just a male bathroom with urinals, cubicles, and uh, hand ta- like sinks and, uh, and hand dryers. I feel like it just, it, it, they're usually more gross, right? It's probably more cleaning for the establishment to do because you've got to clean two separate toilets, whatever. And in my experience, they tend to be less nice. They tend to be more gross, right? You're more likely to have just pee on the floor, you know, the... the lock on the cubicle is more likely to be just busted like someone's kicked it in for some reason yeah. and like yeah. and and like three of the taps don't work and I, i'm gonna i'm gonna write <laughs> I, I'm, I'm talking myself down to like a d but no i'm gonna write it oh, i think it's a good setup it's a. okay i think okay i generally prefer the shared just because of the fact that it's usually just a, a nicer and easier experience in, in my uh from what i've 
done, right? It's probably because I've only ever experienced the shared situation in like much smaller establishments, right? Sure. Which sure, tend sure, to sure, sure, put sure. more pride in their bathrooms anyway. Whereas like the separate cubicle thing, it's like a chain or like a fast food place or, you know, it's it's less likely to be as well maintained in my opinion. Okay. I rated it an A as well. Um, just because it's, it's, it's good, right? I agree though. Male bathroom is disgusting. And maybe it's the <laughs> it's the fact that in a shared situation you only have to clean one bathroom, so more efforts put into that cleaning thinking, of that yeah. bathroom than it's that it's that it's tends to be cleaner. Because I have heard girls describe girls' bathrooms sometimes as being terrible and vile. Yeah. Um yeah. and the 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 worst the the reason I have rated the separated bathrooms above the shared bathroom is because in busy places, I I need the toilet. A female I'm with needs the toilet. I go in, do my business, get out. By the time I'm out, female person I'm with still waiting in a queue, right? Yeah. For for the toilet. So if it was all You're cubicles this for everyone, this is in a in a this is a separate. this is for separate, right? Yep. So yep. I imagine if there was a situation where you'd have shared, yeah, that would amplify the problem. <sighs> See, right? this, is why, this is why I think it matters where it is. Because, again, I agree with you there. If there was just one shared bathroom, like I'm imagining maybe like four stalls, right, in a very busy restaurant, that's obviously going to be a problem, right? Mm-hmm. Because there's just not enough space. But for me, anytime I've ever seen that situation where they have like, usually if they have unisex bathrooms at all, it's usually a fairly small establishment, right? Yeah. They've just got yeah. like one room that has plumbing, and so they've just made it a unisex like um, uh, bathroom. And so, I I don't know. It I obviously they would be worse if they were in busy locations. But I've never been to a busy location that's had just the one shared bathroom, right? Have you? Um, I have been to some. I have been to some pub like bars and yeah. busy restaurants sometimes that that are like clearly they became too popular for how big they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they've, and they've not got like a, a very good bathroom situation, right? And I've always, you've had to weigh or stuff like that. But then that moves me on to the next option, right? Single bathroom, single toilet, where the toilet, the sink, and the dryer are all in one box room. room yeah. And that's all you got. Maybe yeah, so if you're like, lucky, you got two of them. Right, so you go to the end of the hall. They're like, oh yeah, down the hall on the, on the left. And there's just like one room and everybody in the establishment goes to the same toilet. Correct. Again, these usually, uh, I've, I've seen this, it's usually in a smaller establishment, and they're usually mm-hmm. really well done, right? I find, from what I've experienced, it's usually a pretty a, a bigger room, right, that has, mm-hmm. like, the, mm-hmm. the toilet in, like, the corner, and then it's got, like, a sink and a hand towel, and it's not too cramped, and it's all pretty well laid out. But, again, you don't have to share with everything. And I think the worst thing, that uh, the, the worst crime that a public toilet can commit is making you queue for that toilet, right? I, I hate having to queue for the bathroom. And yeah. so, I, I'll give it, I'll give it a C, man. Yeah, I agree with that. I'm giving it a C as well, just yep. because, as well, it takes one person to, mess to it ruin up. the rest of everyone's day, right? Yeah, yeah. Whereas you don't have that, you have a lower risk with the other options. Um, so, so yeah, that is, that is pretty grim. Now, next option, similar setup, but the toilet is yeah. in a cubicle room, right? But yep. the sink and the and the drying options are outside. Yep. Thus, if you just need to wash your hands, you don't need to go into the toilet. What do right. you think? So, uh, 
I kind of fail to see the difference between this and just the... Are these uh, gendered or are these um, unisex? Unisex. Unisex. I, I've kind of failed to see the difference between this and the start of the and the first option. I guess the only difference is that, like, you're saying that in the first option, everything is inside of, like, one room, whereas in this option, you've got, like, kind of multiple small cubicle rooms, and then outside of that room, there's, like, a sink slash dryer in, like, a, the hallway area or in, like, the area around those stalls. Yeah. In the situations where I've seen it, there is just one toilet. Yeah. And then you can, like, someone can go and use the toilet, yeah. right? But I value this over the previous option because if I need to wash my hands, which I've established I do 300 times during a meal, <laughs> um, I can just go wash them without having to go into a bathroom that could potentially be dirty or, you know, wait if the bathroom's occupied. And it means that I don't have to go in the bathroom, lock the door just to wash my hands, then to unlock the door and leave or go into the bathroom to wash my hands not bother with the door lock, which is what yeah. I usually do. Have someone yeah. come in, <laughs> yeah. pan it, and then be like, no, sorry, don't worry, I'm just washing my hands. And then it gets resolved, right? Right. Um, so I'm going with A for this. Right. Um, I can't say I've had this set up. And, and, and honestly, the times where I've had this, it's been more awkward. I'm going to give it a B. Because I, mm -hmm. I feel like for the times that I've had experienced this, I, I feel like I feel like I experienced it in Amsterdam in in, in a situation. It, it, just it seems... is more common, yes. Yeah. Um, in Europe, yes, yeah, for sure. Where it just seemed awkward because I'm like I I I walk out of the cubicle, I'm like, where's the sink? And I'm like, I want to go <laughs> and you know, and it's like the sink is like around the corner to the left, and I'm like, okay, I didn't. I'm gonna rate it lower just for the lack of of convenience, the lack of um, okay of direction, you know. Clarity. I need um, yeah yeah I need leading like cattle to to the water. Okay, understood, understood. So then we've got the final option that I've Ooh. got written down. Multiple mini cubicle style toilets. So like airplane toilets where you go in and you've got your own sink, your own dryer, toilet, like toilet, and it's all in your own little stall with a big door that closes and locks. Yeah. Um, maybe D. <laughs> D. <laughs> Maybe I'll bump it to oh. a C. I'll bump it to a C. Um, okay. Just because I I don't think like I understand the premise, but if this is a small room, so this is kind of like option two, right? Is option oh no sorry option three where it's one big room that has the sink that but there's just one right. Option three was one toilet, one sink, one hand washing system, but it's all in like one room, so one person at a time. This is like the same of that, but much much smaller, more cramped. I don't know. I don't like being cramped like that, man. I, I like my space. Oh, see. Now, this, this is interesting. I rate this S. This is my favorite. Really? So we can break this down, though, right? Because, first of all, size difference. Yep. I'm a small guy. Yep. I probably don't feel the constraints of these <laughs> as much, right? That's probably yeah. probably quite, quite a big factor. <laughs> Second, I've... In a situation that has these style of toilets, I, I for some reason, think they're quite new. They're always lovely. Mm. Like you go in, you shut the door, it's nice lighting, it's really clean, nice toilet, brand new sink, like a nice hand dryer, and it's all like polished, like very modern. I've never had a bad experience with those. And you're more likely to find one that isn't done out, right? Like, yeah. if one of them is dirty, you can go and try the next one. 
that's true. So like my my problem with stuff like this though is is kind of the opposite where if you go to a toilet and then you walk out and you walk up to a sink and it's kind of the sink doesn't work, you can just move to the next sink and it's fine, right? Mm-hmm. Or like a, a line of sinks. Whereas in this scenario, if you finish up, you go to use the sink and it's bro- broken or you know, whatever this is, or the hand tap dryer doesn't work. You've then got to leave that one, go find a different one. If it's busy, then you've got to be this kind of guy who's walking out and then maybe waiting for somebody else to come out of another one to walk in after them. And it's just, it's a whole, it's a whole thing. I prefer to have options when it comes to the sinks and the drying apparatus as opposed to being, and I just like the confined space, man. They're like this big, the whole thing is like this. <laughs> it's like my shoulders touch the walls and I just, like I can't do it. Like airplane toilet. <laughs> Oh dear. So that's interesting. We do have some differing opinions here. We agree with um, the traditional bathrooms get an A. We yep. agree with the single toilet setup gets a C. Yep. Um, we view the mixed single bathroom situation differently. Views it, you rate it an S, I rate it a B. Um, toilet with a separated sink and uh, I wanna, dryer I wanna... outside. I want to point out oh, the oh, pro oh. for the. Uh, yeah. I'm doubling down on my S for the for the mixed bathroom toilets. Go on, go on. Another trouble, man. Companies have gone too far in changing the male female icons, and I dislike oh it. Oh my god! I dislike this is, it. This is. And so having oh. <laughs> having one unisex toilet where it's just toilets, and it's like you know, it might say everybody or just, just just toilets, and you go in and anyone can go there. It's fine. It's understandable. It's easy. Whereas when you have to look at, like, you know, you've had a drink or two, maybe, and you start trying to figure out which one's the male and female because you can't quite tell from the weird icon they've got on the door. Yeah. It's like, is this male? Is this? And you don't want to go in the wrong one. It's, it's too much work, man. It's too much I've work. I've seen some insane cases right? of that recently. I've seen like a, like a, it's like ultra arty, like, like suited up person and then like a ballerina or something like, something like that. Yeah. And you're like, it's not immediately obvious, no, right? There's like right. a global acceptance of the <laughs> two main icons, right? Yep. And if you don't use the two main icons, then it's a genderless toilet. And like you said, it's okay. But I've seen I've seen ones described like as well as like, you know, like um, spiffing lads or something like that. And then, you know, like fine senoritas. And I'm like, if you don't <laughs> speak fluent, Shakespeare, you would yeah. not know, yeah. right? Which it'd be like, is which? It'd be like if the government just decided to to mix up the words on like the give way sign, you know, which in the UK is uh, yield. They call it yield elsewhere. But like if they yes. were just like, you know, if they just changed the wording for fun, you know, and they were like, oh, well, you know, we'll just change the signs a little bit and people well, get why it. why not? You know right? what I mean? Why not? Instead of saying yeah. stuff that says halt here, you know, or, <laughs> you know, stationary now. Like it's just it's, yeah. it's unnecessary, it, right? It, you just it don't is, need. It is. To make it needlessly complicated. A hundred percent. I agree yeah. with that. Yeah. I feel it like is. they should be allowed to do whatever fancy, you know, graphic they want, but then there should be a requirement to have like the universal symbol mm. beneath them, right? Mm-hmm. Or next to it, or somewhere so you can like just at a glance be like, okay, this is where I need to go. Uh, and, yes. and for me, that's another plus to just having the, the genderless bathrooms, right? Like just Okay. Easy. Okay, interesting. Interesting. So that's um the second biggest um, discrepancy and the largest discrepancy is the multiple mini airplane style ones, which you've rated a C and I've rated an S. Yeah. So there we go. Um, I do have a feeling, however, that we might concur a little bit more in the next category, Maybe, which man. is drying methods to dry your hands. <laughs> oh, yes. So I'm ready. 
There is a range of methods to dry your hands that are found in public bathrooms, restaurant bathrooms, hotel bathrooms, etc., etc. Yep. I'm going to start with the first one. Again, we'll go S to D. Mm-hmm. I've called it the cough, cough hair dryer, right? So it's this small little white beige box. Yep. It looks like it's from 1993. Yeah. You put your hands under it. Yeah. The opening is probably about this big, mm-hmm. like the size of one of my glass lenses. It's got like a, a little... like a silver metal cylinder, right? That... Sometimes, sometimes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, sometimes. This one, and it goes. You hear a little tick, right? You put your hands on, and you hear a little tick, and it goes. Yep. And you feel like a... <sighs> onto your hands, and like yeah. water is dripping off of your hands. How do you rate this one, Isaac? And this is obviously this? this is obviously D tier, right? This is and, this is obviously D tier. Alongside that, it'll go tick, and then tick, it'll stop. Yeah, and you'll wave your hands again, like after like four seconds, and you're like, "What do you expect that to do?" Right? I could have done that myself. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, it's it obviously sometimes D. when I encounter those, I will, I will, I will rub my hands on my trousers, right? <laughs> because it's just so useless. But it's it's okay. the worst because you go and you you do it. And then there's like usually usually they'll have like one, right? Yeah. And then there's like yeah. a dude behind you who's waiting to go. Yeah. And you're yeah. like, you're it's, it's gonna take like 30 minutes to dry my hands with this mm-hmm. thing. Like mm-hmm. Yeah, no, they're terrible. D. D. hundred percent D agreed. The next one is the one you're describing. I call it the oh, button slammer, right? Because right. these ones with the little metal tubes usually also have a button, a circular button, and you go like, whack it. Right, and then really? I don't think I've I don't think I've experienced these, man. Oh, you've not experienced. I feel like I've only slammer. experienced hand sensitive. Scanners, okay, interesting. Uh, interesting. We'll go with that architecture then. The one with the little metal tube. It's not a cough cough hair dryer. It's no. a little bit more powerful. How do you yep. rate these ones? These are the ones I feel like I see the most. Is with the little metal tube and the the scanning to 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 blow it. I feel like these are the ones I see most often. I'm gonna give them like a. I'm gonna give them a C, man. I was gonna mm-hmm. go B, but I'm not. I'm gonna give them a C. Like they usually give enough force to 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 start to dry your hands. You still, I still find that I usually have to reactivate like two or three times in order to get like a, a substantial dry. And then even yeah. then, I leave after three reactivates, and my hands are a little damp. And I'm like, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not happy with the level of of dryness that I got out of this. Right. So I'll, I'll give it a C. Fully agreed. Everything you said, fully agreed. I would also rate this a C. Um. They don't do the job properly, but whatever. At least better than nothing. Yeah. Next option. I've called it the world dryer because usually these are branded world dryer, but they are the egg-shaped white hand dryers. And you put your hands under them. I've also put slash PHS uh, because you sometimes see them branded as that. You put your hands under it and it tries to blast the skin off of your hands. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. How do you rate these? I'm going to give these like an A, man. I, okay. I like the skin blasting technique, right? Um, okay. Just because it works, right? Mm-hmm. I know what you mean. You mm-hmm. put your hand under and the, the, the jet of like the, the vertical slit of air that comes down is is so powerful that as you move it back, you can see the skin like indent Moving. and then move. Yeah, yeah as you, as you your slide. hands. But it dries my hands and it does it pretty good. I'm going to give them an A. Thumbs up from me. Very good. So I'm I'm torn with this one. I think the method of drying your hands is is highly effective. Yep. I think it's great, right? Um, however, 
It's so loud. They're very loud. Honestly, every time I use it, I get a, a notification on my watch saying, 30 minutes at this noise level, you'll <laughs> never be able to hear again. And I'm always like, I know. Right? Um, it's they usually sound like someone's turned a vacuum cleaner on and then amplified it. Yeah. Like three or like four Like you're times. stood next to a jet engine about to take off. Just Yes. And they're like... <laughs> Yeah. And it's like, oh God. <laughs> and then it turns off and it's like, and I'm like, how you need to soundproof this bathroom quite well for no one else to be able to hear this, especially yeah. if it's in like an office building or something. So I'm going to give it a A as well, just for efficacy, right? Because yeah, they are yeah. very effective. Yes. Okay. Next option, Isaac Dyson Airblade. Classic. Right. So this is the one that looks like a big glove. Is it a v? Like, is like it... this. No, it's the it's the it's the glove looking one. And you put your hands in oh, I see. from the top down and it tries to slice the air off your hands. So you you do this, right? Right. Let's have a look. Uh, I'm, so I'm Googling me, this. If you have a look, Dyson Airblade Classic should give you the correct image. Oh, I see. Hold on. I think um I think I have it. Are we talking about this kind of thing? That is that is the one. That's the this, one. This kind of deal right here. This so kind of deal. So you put your hands yeah, in see. there. You move them down and up again and down and up again. This is the first iteration of the Dyson right. hand dryers. I think they still sell them. I, um, yeah, I see these um, around. I am going to give these... What is this? Is my way. <laughs> I'm going to give this a... Um... <laughs> I'm going to give this like a B, man. I think okay. they're okay. Um, they're not as powerful as the, the jet engines, but mm-hmm. they do usually get the job done. But it seems like more hassle than it's worth. It's a bit weird being like this, you know, to get your, your hands mm. clean. I'm, I'm going to mm. give it a B. B for me. Okay. Okay. I'm going to give it a C because I think they are fairly effective. But I don't know how frequently you've used these. You put your hands in and the two streams of air aren't always perfectly similar in power. So your hands immediately touch the side, right? Oh, I see. And I have seen examples of this hand dryer that are absolutely disgusting. Like, Mm. like, like mold. And because the water drips into like that, the bottom part, that's all black. Like it's like absolutely, especially in like really high frequency public bathrooms. Um, Just really terrible versions. Like uh, not terrible versions, but really terrible. uh, You know, disgusting. Yeah. Yeah, Versions of these hand dryers. So I'm giving it a C. Um, The next example is the airblade classic knockoffs so that same configuration that we saw with the little kind of scoop (laughs) and you put your hands in yeah but it's 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 not not dyson Dyson. it's mitsubishi electric is one that i'm going to call out (laughs) Um, i'd like to hear your opinion see i was going to give it like a d right off the bat but mm-hmm. like, I'm not gonna lie. I feel like whenever I see Mitsubishi, I feel like they usually do a pretty good job, actually, of drying. Like whenever I see a Mitsubishi mm. like hand dryer, I feel like they do a pretty good job of blasting my hands with air. Um, I'll give it a C, man. I'll give it a C. Okay. I feel like they're not usually good, and um, and I do think this is like one of my least favorite hand drying motions. Yes. But like, yeah. But yeah, I'll give it a C. Okay, I've given it a D 
Um, because I've used some of these that are the worst of all worlds, right? <laughs> so you don't have much space to put your hands. So you, you're worried about touching the sides and they'll be like... <laughs> on both sides of my hands. And I'll be like, this is doing nothing to my hands right now. And they'll even have a little timer on them. They'll have a little screaming like nine, eight, seven. It's clearly for like eco-conscious, right? Yeah, yeah. Hit zero, doesn't turn off. It stays on. <laughs> the timer's completely useless. It's just to get you to leave, man. It's to get yeah, you to, it to is, move your hands it is. out. It's just to judge you, basically. <laughs> yeah. Not a fan. Not a fan. Um, next one. Yeah. Dyson Airblade V. So this is the one you first referred to. So this is the yes. metal wall-mounted one with like a V-shaped yes. bottom. You put both your hands under it and you move them back and forth. And uh, yes, this is exactly the one. Yes. Yeah, you put your hands like here and here. Um like Nick said, it's a V-shaped Dyson thing. I think these might be like STMN. I think these are good. Yeah. I think these yeah. do a fantastic job. These usually have a similar uh, effect to uh, the earlier ones where they, they they can usually make, you can see the skin move on your hands, right? Mm-hmm. As you uh, as you glide under, in and out. Uh, I guess they avoid the uh, mold collection problem of the previous mm-hmm. ones. And uh, and yeah, I think, these are, I think these are currently some of the best on... I remember the, the 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 Dyson insert your hand ones coming out because people were like, "Oh, they're so good! Yeah, you don't put your hands in; it's right. crazy." Um, but I think it was just like it was a fad, um, mm-hmm. and I think that I think that these are better. I'm gonna give it an S. Agreed, 100. percent Also, give it an S. Okay, next one. Now, I don't know if you've experienced these, but I'll I'll describe it. I've written down weird invisible hand dryer under the mirror behind the tap. <laughs> do you know what I i'm referring have experienced to experienced this yeah okay. i think i saw this at shiphol at amsterdam airport i think i went okay. to, a, to a bathroom and it had it had the same kind of stuff it had a thing where you would put your hand under the mirror on one side and it gave you dispensed soap and then yes. you wash your hands under the water and then you did it on the other side and it did the dryer right correct i've no idea what kind exactly of dryer is behind it. there yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I liked it. I thought it was good. I thought it was fancy. I give it an A. I liked it. Okay, so I'll write down A for and you. And I feel like it, it makes sense given that the, the the water can just go into the sink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think it's good, but and I usually think the dryers are quite powerful as well, which is good. However, I can't remember what it was like at Shipple, but I was in uh, Selfridges in London a couple months ago. No indication or marking that there is a hand dryer, that's where the hand dryer is. You're just expected to know. I was washing my hands and I was like, where's yeah. the hand dryer? <laughs> and I was like, and I I was literally dripping hands, looking around. I was like, they are going to have put a hand dryer somewhere. Yeah. And then I saw another guy also looking for the hand dryer. And then, and then I like looked under <laughs> the mirror and I saw the grate right. for where the air comes out. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I put my hands under it and, and, and they dry, they dried but it was not marked, right? It was yeah. not marked at all. I seem to remember so, it being somewhat similar at, at Chipotle where they had like, well, maybe okay. like a really small like icon. And I was like, that's going to be easy to miss. Like it was one of my thoughts yes. when I when I mentioned it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So we're, we're fairly close. You gave it an A, I gave it a B. Okay. Next method of hand drying. So you usually find these at outdoor public bathrooms next to like a nature reserve or like a national park or stuff like that. I call it the one, two, three, four system. 
right? I don't know if that's what it's actually called. You put your <laughs> oh, hands. Certainly not. <laughs> you put your hands. So there's this wall, and this wall is made of this weird material, and then there's like a little open space with a light. You put your hands underneath, and it showers your hands in water, and then automatically stops the water, then automatically dispenses soap. So this is all on a timer, and then you kind of like move your you know, wash your hands with the soap and then it automatically turns the tap on again for a set period of time, then automatically turns the tap off. Your hands do not move at all from the location that they start off in. And then it turns on a dryer and then it stops, right? So it cycles this time-based system, right? When you put your hands under. Have you ever experienced this? I have never experienced this. Okay. Which is probably an indication of how much I spend in bathrooms next to nature reserves, which is never. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So no, I've I've not experienced this. Some car parks as well, uh, if you've ever been graced. I don't think I've ever been to a a car park toilet. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I can tell you from experience, um, the concept is good. I was just about to say the concept sounds good, but I imagine in execution it's... As you can imagine, for money-saving reasons, the time period for the two water periods and the drying period is very short. Yeah. So this system, the cycle ends and you've got wet, soapy hands and you've then got to put your hands under again to (laughs) rinse them, but then you've got to move your hands away because it's going to put more soap on your hands, put your hands under the sink again to get the water again. And then wait for the dryer and your hands will still be wet, wet right? right? They won't have dried. And then you're going for a third time, this time avoiding all water, all soap and all water again. Just, just get the, the dryer. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it it's a whole terrible. thing. Yeah. It's a mm-hmm. whole ordeal. Um, so I'm going to give it a C. Um, I guess you, you're you disqualified from rating this. And but in a, principle... Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think C sounds, C sounds reasonable. Like, okay. I can, I can see the merits of it. If... If the drying time was long enough, I would probably bump it up to like a B or an A. Like, you know. Mm. Um, okay. If they gave you like, if if they changed it so that you put your hands in, it gives you a bit of water, then the soap, yeah. then the water again. But then the drying hand thing doesn't turn off until you remove your hands. Mm. Maybe a B or an A, right? Because at that point, I'd be like, okay, yeah, easy. Everything's kind of all in one. But as it sounds, it sounds like a C tier. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We, we are... We are... On the same page there. Next one. And this is the last hand dryer in the list. (laughs) Another Dyson entry. Oh, Uh, I don't know if you've experienced these. The really new Airblade taps. So these are taps with then two stalks sticking out of either side of the tap. And you wash your hands as normal. And then you can, once you finish washing your hands, you then move them under the stalks on either side and they dry your hands and blow all of the water into the sink. Have I, you ever experienced these? I do not believe I've experienced this, man. I don't think so, no. They are... How, um, how, would, you, how would you rate these? They are the best solution yeah? in hand drying. Wow. It's the best of all worlds, right? Because you don't need to go anywhere so your hands aren't dripping. All the water goes into the sink. Um, there are separate sensors, I think. So you're not on a, a time limit f- from washing your hands. Yes, I think you can see the separate sensors there. And you yeah. move your hands under the stalks, which ha- contain the, the the areas that dis- dispense the, the air um, in the blade fashion. And uh, it's just the best, best solution. Hygienic, quick, dries your hands, 
and uh, convenient. You don't have to move anywhere. So what what you what do you make of this video? You know, Isaac? I contemplated Nick how expensive it would be to get a hand dryer installed at my house. I've I've <laughs> gone through this process as well because like it shows here that these are one thousand five hundred pounds, right? Yes, for the, very expensive uh, Dyson thing. But like, surely you install it once and it's kind of a, a, a one and done deal, right? This is not the thing that I'm worried about. I have a feeling it's going to cost a lot more just to have someone come out, run the electrical wiring, run the plumbing to it. Find, you know I mean, like, there's just the whole the whole ordeal of getting like this thing actually installed would be um, yeah, like, yeah, it, you'd, and you'd also um, a lot of money. Uh, if it breaks as well, you kind of I, I assume that there's a lot of um, kind of enterprise and. Uh, you know, industry kind of relationships here. And then they've got like a service that these, I also let's say you're in a know. building, you pay like a monthly payment to a certain contractor who yeah. can replace these for you if something happens. I, um, and... I also don't even know if you can just buy one, right? Like if you have, if you, yeah. if you only sell to like businesses where you have to buy like at least five. But I don't mm-hmm. know, like I say, you see um those places that have the single bathrooms. Yes, have like you a do Dyson see them thing there. In, so yeah, I yeah, I think you probably can. Um, um, it looks good though. Yeah, no, I'll give it. Yeah, uh, it's without good. testing it's it, I, I feel uncomfortable giving it an S. So I'll give it. A, I'll give it an A. Yeah, it is. That's fair enough. It is uh, very good. And yeah, we've. I think my family have had electrical wiring put into their bathroom before. Yeah, and it was expensive. Yeah, yeah. I think because like, you, then you've got a load of compliance stuff. Yeah, against wiring electrical stuff into bathrooms, yeah. right? So you like, kind of here in the UK, we don't have um, we don't have sockets in bathrooms usually at all. Like, no. Sometimes you'll have like a little razor one, but yes. um, even those I think are uncommon. I've I've yet to live in a house that has a razor socket. Really? Yeah, no my way. House I think has no sockets. Every every property I've ever lived in, apart from my student ones, which probably correlate there, uh, yeah. have had uh, shaving sockets. My my current bathrooms have a really interesting um, shaving socket. It's like integrated into the bathroom mirror. Mm. So the mirror obviously has a light and then you can just, it's got a shaving socket on it. So uh, you can um, plug it. That's quite clever. I think it's like, um, um, just like, I imagine your building's probably newer or, or the apartment's been yeah. renovated more recently. I think my house was probably built in like the forties and they've not, think about it back then. <laughs> putting shaving sockets into the bathroom at that point. Yeah. Um, like even um, light switches in the UK, um, it's very common to have the, the pull down ones where you click the light switch yes, on yes, and off. All the, the light switch will be yeah, on the outside yeah. if, um, mm-hmm. if not. Um, yeah, but yeah, no, they're absolutely. very, they're very stringent about about any kind of electricals in the in bathrooms in the UK, which well, apparently is not always... in like the US. Yeah, right? I was going to say I'm also very, it, I'm always fascinated in Europe when I go into a bathroom in Europe and there's just plug sockets in yeah. the bathroom. Like I can plug my TV, charge my phone in there if I want, like do everything. So, so I've always found that very interesting. Um, so we move away from hand dryers, Isaac, in yep. public spaces. The next option, so we're down to the last uh, kind of three slash four slash five because the last two are very quick ones. Paper towels, Isaac, placed on a surface. So they've usually just put them in a little basket next to the sink. There's a bin. Paper towels exist there. And you can dry your hands on the paper towels, throw them in the bin, done. Yeah. So this is like, uh, you said basket you say a basket of paper towels sorry yeah yeah like maybe a little like stand or a little basket oh, like something a thing you pull them holder. down out of no this is resting on the surface this is oh. not the thing you pull them down out of i um i don't think i've seen this then i can't remember the really? last time i saw like a, a, a the, I, the the only time i've seen paper towels in the last like five years has been pulling them out of a, a dispenser okay um, i don't think i've seen them in a in a basket where you just like well you just pick one up oh okay maybe, maybe is that the 
Yeah, the deal, like, yeah. Oh, or, well, or however many you want. I would have assumed that if they were out there like that, so. people are probably just some piece of trash. You should probably just pick up like half of them and yeah, yeah. I think that, that's the floor why they're less something. less prevalent, basically. <laughs> um, which is yeah, yeah, not the best. But but the, we'll, we'll count the dispenser ones as well, where you pull single sheets out and then dry your hands and, and put them in the bin. So how do you so, rate these? Okay, so environmentally, I would give it a D. But like yeah. from an ease yeah. of use standpoint, I give it like an S. I love yeah. paper towels, right? It's like it's like anything disposable, I guess. You know, so long as the one the dispenser's not empty, which I think is the biggest downside to these, right? It's probably why they mm-hmm. don't deserve an S. Is because sometimes you go and if they don't have a dryer, like a hand dryer, and they have paper towels, but there's no paper towels in it, you're just screwed, right? You just there's nothing yeah. you can do at that point. You've got to wipe your hands on your pants. Um, alternatively, sometimes you go to pull one out, and they're either too thin or too like small, or they're so like cheap that they just tear. And you yeah, get this like, weird yeah. little bit of paper. So it's a mache, isn't it? If kind they're good, S tier. Average though is probably like a like a B. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Um, I'm going to agree with you with that I'm going to give it a B just because of the environmental factor as well. Um, I was I that... was writing mine absent of the environmental factor. Okay. But obviously, okay. obviously, I think we should be not like so. There's been. I feel like there was, uh, you know, this might be just like big the, paper towel lobbying. There is lobbying. contention on yeah. this topic. I thought um, so. I think big yes. paper towel is lobbying that they're actually better for the environment or something. But the, the, Yes, due to manufacturing, using the materials to manufacture a hand dryer and the electricity usage from a hand dryer. Yeah. Um, there is contention here. And yeah, I think everyone's lobbying against everyone. So I don't think there's any scientific answer that isn't influenced in some way. Oh, of I course, right, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that I guess that's, like, on the surface, worse for the environment, if it's actually, who knows. I guess there's a calculation on the amount of hands that are, need to be dried by a machine hand dryer to then make it more economical than paper towels. Um, so probably getting one in, 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 our, in our houses would be very, very bad for the environment <laughs> in comparison to using regular towels, which is even better than using paper towels. Um, I don't know, man, yes. you know, I wonder over your lifetime, I imagine you're probably right, but like the amount of times you've got to like wash a hand towel, a dryer hand towel, like especially if you're using a washing machine to wash it and then a dryer to dry it, right? And then hanging that up i imagine it depends on a lot of factors like how long you leave your hand towel in your bathroom before you wash it right if you're washing if you have like a new hand towel in there every day then i imagine that's a problem but like mm. you know I, I imagine that if you don't reuse it like if you if I'd, I'd be interested in like the carbon footprint of re-washing a, a, a bathroom hand towel washing and drying it mm-hmm. and, and reusing it versus the very small electrical cost of, of running a like a, a dyson Airblade or whatever for you know 18 seconds uh, my, um, what I do is I usually chuck my hand towels in when I'm washing other towels. Yeah. So I would have been washing the other towels anyway. That's going to be my environmental counter yeah, yeah, to this. Yeah, I guess. And also, like, I think you're right in that it's, it's probably the case that regardless of all that, the environmental impact of making the dryer, the hand drying dispenser, is probably just worse than the hand towel in general. Yeah. Right, yeah, it's like when they talk 100%. about electric cars, right? Like they talk about the fact that exactly. the amount of CO two required to produce an electric car is like worse than just keeping Much the car higher. you have. Yeah, exactly. Yes, exactly. Uh, we come down to the last um, physical or machine-based option. There's on. one more ish, one kind of split into two. It's the eternal 
I've called it the weird eternal paper towel roll dispenser. So this is the one where you like pull really hard and it's like a single sheet. <laughs> and when you pull down, it like sucks the other side back up. Right. And you've got to like pull down, right? And then you wash your hands and you pull it down some more. Sorry, dry your hands and you dry your hands a bit more. And then you pull it down until your hands dry and then you leave. Then... Wait, Wait like, a, like a cycling paper towel? So that so it doesn't give you back the dirty bit. Um, but it's one long sheet. But it's one long sheet. So it comes yeah. out at the one end and then goes down yeah. and goes around and goes back into the same machine on like, yes. a, like a conveyor belt kind of thing. But you don't get back the... I've never seen this. Oh, it's they're really weird. Um, let me see if there's a, there's a technical name for these things. Um... Yes, uh, if you, it's a cabinet roll towel machine. Type that in. Cabinet roll towel machine. Oh my goodness! Look at this. <laughs> I um, I cannot. I assume this right here is the kind of thing we're talking about. It kind of, yes. I've never seen one with like a t- towel that thick. They're it usually like much thinner. Rentex, like is the... like these. Yeah. Right. These I, weird I have, things. I have never seen anything like this in my life. Yeah, they're quite weird, right? Yeah. So this one's got like a like what looks like a cloth of some persuasion. Yeah. Whereas you're saying it looks like a paper towel like this. Yeah, like more like that. Interesting. Yeah. No, I have yeah. I, I have no no um familiarity with these men. What do you think of them from, from um, the pictures? Not positive. <laughs> <laughs> um, if, so uh, assuming they don't feed you back the same paper which i assume they don't then like you said um even it, it just seems awkward right like i feel like i'm gonna i don't know how thick they are if they're if they're thin am i gonna tear it like it just uh, the, the yeah, whole I, mechanism seems awkward the fact that i've got to get my hands in such a way that i can i, I don't know it, to me it seems like overcomplicating a system that doesn't need to be overcomplicated however i have been to enough bathrooms where they have the pull-out paper towels, and then they've got a waste bin that is overflowing. There's paper oh towels God, all over the floor chock. because the thing is just full. And so I can see why some places might choose to do it like that instead yeah, of... Yeah, um, that's probably why, actually. I, that's a good yeah. point. Um, you got to really hold them. you got to, like, really put some muscle into pulling <laughs> that thing down. Like, it's quite, it's quite hard to use. Um, the final kind of honourable mention machine is, like, the automatic ones where you put your hand under it and it goes and dispenses like four centimeters of paper towel and you got to do this again and goes i don't think i've seen this either man you know have you not no, no way oh <laughs> let me see if i can find a googleable name for that i think like automatic paper towel dispenser yeah we'll be I think I'm living in the living in the stone ages up here man uh automatic paper towel dispenser let's have a look I can understand the premise here that they just yeah. wanted to do like a tiny kind bit of... Kind of like the pull-down one, but you kind of wave your hand underneath and it yeah. kind of like spits out a bit more and then you tear it and then you wave your hand up again if you need any more. It spits out a bit more and then you tear it. Right. And it, I'm rating this like a, a D because it's a machine. So you've it's costed machine components to make it. It's yep. using paper, yep. right? So it's the worst of all worlds. And electricity. And, <laughs> and electricity. And you've got to stand there for ages because it spits out like this much paper yep. every time or like one inch of paper um and then the true final option is, is your jeans uh which is which is always the safe option <laughs> or, <laughs> or or toilet paper if you are if you are desperate way. yeah yeah exactly. yeah, if, yeah. <laughs> not that Sometimes i recommend it because public bathroom toilet paper 
I don't think you can get a, a thinner substance. I think you know if they're looking for 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 ways to break the the you know the atom width in terms of getting you know more <laughs> more um, transistors onto like a silicon wafer. Graphene, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. If they're looking to to get thinner than. Than, than the atom, just go into a public bathroom and, and ask them how they got the toilet paper so thin. Oh, no. Because whatever method those guys are doing, that's what you need to. That's what um, Intel needs to and TSMC they need, yeah, they need to, need to get on that. Consult with these guys. <laughs> oh dear. I uh, I alternatively TSMC saw... just get in the the toilet paper making game. That's you know, it. Yeah, advertise that you can make four nanometer thick toilet paper. <laughs> they will be buying from you <laughs> so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh man i uh i saw a video a few years ago on soap dispensers in public bathrooms and how public bathrooms were usually so disgusting that bacteria tra- traveled up the soap in soap dispensers and contaminated really? the soap mm. so if that's the situation with the soap dispenser i shudder to think what the toilet paper's like <laughs> for drying yeah. lamps. oh but yeah. uh but i don't do nonetheless uh Probably why hand dryers slash disposable toilet paper is a little bit better. Yeah, gosh, I don't like public bathrooms, man. They're not they're not fun. Just in general, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the last topic I want to talk about, man. Uh, mm. Payday Three is a game that came out recently. I'm not playing it, it but um, but there was a lot of hubbub about it. If you, uh, I think, if you check the Steam page for it, it's mostly negative. Is the is the feedback currently, which is different to how it was on day one, man. Um, but the the, no the reason I think that it has mostly negative feedback is just that the servers don't work, right? Oh. So they've developed a game, Payday 2, and it's one of those games where even if you want to play it single player, you have to connect to the Payday servers, right? You have to matchmake for a single player experience, right? So you have to click like, you know, find game or whatever, you get loaded into a, a queue and then you they put you onto a Payday server so you can play the game, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm just... Like... <laughs> I get why they do it. You know, I'm assuming that Payday want to like, um, they want to monetize the game into the future, right? Like a lot of people play Payday 2 and I assume that, you know, buying skins and, and masks and packs and all this kind of stuff. But um, it just surprises me because I know, you know, 10 years ago, everyone was was ragging on games for being, I feel like Hitman might have done it, where it was like mm-hmm. always online, but single player. And there was this whole thing as well about like the um, the new generation of consoles, right? Xbox came out and were like, yeah, the Xbox One is going to be, you always have to be online to play it. And they backtracked it eventually, right? Right, yes, but like, they did. I remember this saga. Right? Yeah. And I'm just it just amazes me that, that, that it's still going on. The people, the companies are still making single-player-only games that require, like, will not work without uh, a connection to the internet, which also just makes them, in my opinion, like, less valuable products just because of the fact that it means that one day this game is going to be unplayable. You know yep, what I mean? Yep. One day, uh, who who makes this? Starbreeze oh, Studios, published yeah. by Deep Silver. One day, Deep Silver is going to pull the plug on this thing, right? And they're going to be like, "Hey, just uh, you can't play this anymore, right?" And when they do that, you know, here's the mostly negative thirty four percent of users. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's it's pretty bad, isn't it? Yeah, it's not ideal, and like, it just means that eventually you're not able to play it, and it just seems real bad. Thoughts? Okay. Um... There's no, I see no upside to this. To it being always online. To it being always online. Um, Because 
even if you are continually going to update the game for single player and, you know, always provide content, why can that not be just in the form of an update to a game that you can then play offline, right? I, yeah. I, I assume the one of the reasons that this is being done is to i think what was it was it one of the was it city skylines or sim city it was sim city I sim think, city from yeah. a few years ago that was very similar 2013 the, man that's a 10 year old game damn there you go then the reason was is so that people can pirate the game yes. right i'm fairly certain with sim city 3 people still found a way to 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 to, to, to create a, a crack version um, 100%. yeah that's the thing right yeah, yeah yeah um so so even that is not a viable solution the 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 way it's likened to in my head is um they charge you the price for buying a house but you can only lease it for a certain period of time before it expires and then you can't live in it anymore right yeah so you're charging full price but you've got like you said there is a time limit um to be fair that's kind of true with any game you buy digitally right there's no guarantee that Steam is going to stay up, right? There, there mm-hmm. could become a day when Steam just packs up and leaves and any game you bought on Steam is just gone, right? That kind of mm-hmm. stuff happens, right? Like, it's possible some developers might make like a, a non-Steam version that you could download, I guess. But like, I think it's quite plausible that a lot of non-physical games that you have on Steam just disappear, right? You just don't have them if, if Steam goes under or Epic or whoever, you know, decides to, to, to pack up and leave. Nintendo did it recently, right? They just closed down their e-store for the Wii and DS. And so... You just can't mm-hmm. buy or even download, I believe, games for like the old DS anymore, or like maybe even the original Wii. And there were people who were like trying to download like every single DS game before the shop closed, right? Which is crazy. And I, I would imagine for for Payday Three, there's in in this day and age, I imagine there's also data they want in terms of yes, that's the other main thing: who's playing, yeah. how they're playing, for how long they're playing, all this kind of stuff that they want it always to be online for, for some kind of telemetrics that they want to be able to check in on and and you know harvest for for revenue sharing and gaining purposes or whatever. But yeah, I mean, but again, like that that is possible for they can collect all that stuff for everyone that is online and then just allow to not to a server it. to play. Yeah, exactly, and just and then you know just allow people who don't have an internet connection to play anyway, right? I'm yeah, sure it's yeah. a relatively, you know, smaller percentage of people who who are offline. So they'll probably get the bulk of the data they want anyway from the people who are just happen to be online. My m- immediate thought when you wrote down this topic was all these like Windows gaming handhelds are getting really popular. Yep. And like the Steam Deck. In a lot uh, of situations. Yeah. yeah, like Steam Deck, exactly. A lot of situations, planes, no internet at all. Trains. Yep. Barely any internet, if, if, if anything. Barely yeah. any internet, if anything. Yeah, if you're trying to hitch onto a 5G connection, you know, obviously it's still temperamental. Uh, people in the car. Like yep. if there's people with passengers in a car. Um, if you're, you know, out and about, if you're like, there's, there's so many, if you've got a handheld, right, the, the situation is quite likely that you are not going to be connected to a stable internet connection. So you lose that market. And that's a growing market, right? It's kind of boomed a little bit over the last year, two years, whenever since the Steam Deck and all of its competitors have come out. So yeah, that, that you know, if someone who, if, if someone bought that and was like, okay, what games am I going to down- buy and download to take on my 12-hour flight? This isn't going to be one of them. It's not going right? to be one of them, yeah. 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 
I, I, I don't. I also don't understand. Um, the, the the second thing that correlates with it is that you see games do this time and time again, where they force online play, and they never have enough server capacity to make it work. Mm-hmm. Right. I think that's what's happened with Payday Three. Like they've been overwhelmed with the amount of requests to play. Like so many people have paid money to buy this game. And especially on Steam, where you can refund in two hours, yeah, yeah, it's a terrible look, and you're going to lose so much money from people trying to play, sitting on a matchmaking screen for 15 minutes, and then be like, "Never mind, I guess, refund the game and leave a negative yeah. review, right?" Because it's just, it's just not worth it. I can't imagine. Like, I, I get that it's cost effective to to undershoot your server needs, and then because especially in like the modern age where you can uh, quote unquote dynamically adjust your server capacity, right? I'm assuming whoever they're with has told them that they can scale up easily and like easily pay more to unlock whatever the next tier is. Clearly it never works, right? Mm-hmm. The number of games that I've tried to play, you know, I I, I used to play a lot of uh, Hearthstone. They released a new expansion. Every time you go to play it, it'd be like, you've got a seven minute wait because there are too many people trying to play it. And it's just like, I feel like it's such a bad experience for the player. And like, it would probably behoove them, especially if you're going to make it always online, to just over buffer your server capacity, right? To more than you expect to make sure that people who do play the game and pay the full price on day one get in, right? It, it is sad because it's there's no upside to the player. It's all detrimental yeah. to the player, right? Yeah. And there'd be some forgiveness if once the developer decided to end support for the game, yeah, they then provided an update that turned off the requirement for it to have to connect to the server to function. Yeah. But there's been a lot of cases, haven't there, of of big developers, you know, big game studios, publishers, etc., coming out and saying, Hi, we're ending support for this game that came out at this this year that wasn't actually too long ago in the grand scheme of things. Sorry, that's it. Right. Yeah. Always to a lot of backlash as well. Um I think Activision's done it a couple of times. Um I can't remember if they U-turned on any of it. I seem to remember there was one very, very recent quite vocal case but i can't remember what game it was yeah so but that's the thing right it's it's only detrimental to the player there's no advantage to the player yeah at all yeah they'll say oh it's for your experience it's to optimize your experience no no no. what specifically yeah requires an always online system to enhance the player experience that can't be achieved with just a system that pings, you know, home if it can. Yeah. And then just lets the player play anyway and doesn't ping home if the, it can't, right? The only thing I could think of playing Devil's Advocate, maybe, is, because I think it's a bad system, I think it shouldn't be done. The only thing I could potentially think of is they might be able to make the game size smaller and they might be able to mm-hmm. to update less frequently if they just have to, like, if the game basically just acts as, like, a a front for connecting to a, to a remote game server. Right, it might be easier for them to make game changes by just changing the server, and then it changes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? As opposed to having to yeah. fully revamp the way, like you have you read out, like you know, people are already fed up of having to re-download, you know, 175 gigabytes of Warzone every three days because they decide mm-hmm. to to change the color of the rocks on one corner of the map or something. You know what I mean? Um, so that's the only thing I could really see about it. Um, I do see here that they've, you know, they uh, they've uh, apologized for this unseen error. You know, they. Sorry about the fumbled launch, and it does say that um, they're evaluating a new partner for matchmaking services and aim to make Payday 3 less dependent, quote-unquote, on online services. Um, Ooh. So I guess we'll see how that goes. But like, Interesting. I think, 
I think it's just, it's so hard for a game to recover from such a big negative backlash right at the start, right? First impressions, isn't it? Yeah, it's just it's already it's got 27,000 reviews and it's mostly negative, right? And even if they fix some stuff, a good chunk of those people are not going to change their reviews. They're going to leave mm-hmm. it at mostly negative. It's going to be so hard for them to move up to, you know, positive, mostly positive, you know, overwhelmingly positive, whatever the Steam scale is. I feel like so many developers fumble this this first week, right? I think it's sure. there's so many people who will look, open up Steam, look, oh, Payday 3, interesting, click on it, see it mostly negative, and then just click away, right? Yeah, like not of even, course. Not even give it a second the, look. I've done it so many the, times. Exactly, same here, like customer attention span and resistance to purchase. It's like the route to purchase and like all of the, the yeah. drop-offs. Yeah. The, the, the success rate is tiny, isn't it? Yeah. And it's these little things. I think I was I was doing a bit of research recently, and I think it was Amazon or Walmart. One of the two of them actually created a metric for how many seconds of delay in a customer user journey to buy something. Yeah, co- cost in yeah. dollars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were like every extra seconds on our website that you know, every extra second to load that our website yep. takes costs this much. Yeah, in sales, people just drop off. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. And I was like, "Wow, that is that is quite something, actually." Um, yeah. But I mean, just just in general, it's like on YouTube when before they got rid of the dislike button, the number of times you click on a video, see that it had more dislikes than likes, so just leave. Right? You'd be like, "This yeah, is not the video for yeah. me. I'm not going to watch it." Right? Absolutely. If it's got like seventy five percent dislikes to likes, you know, you're going to be like, "Okay, never mind. I'll go watch this something is else." Fake or something yeah, exactly, else. Or like, right? this is, yeah, yeah, exactly. And exactly. so, yeah, I just think, I just think it's such a like whatever benefit they could have thought they could get out of it is just not worth the massive like if you're activision blizzard and the benefit that you get out of it is making an extra like 12 billion from microtransactions with call mm-hmm. of duty then sure i guess it's worth it right it's worth it to have the servers down on day one and to because people are gonna play anyway right of course of course but payday three <laughs> you know what i mean i feel like you know it's been like 10 years since they released the last payday yeah I feel like this is your chance to bring in a new because w- i assume there are a lot of people still playing payday too they keep releasing dlc for it so this is your chance to kind of bring in a new wave of users and try and revitalize sure. your your game franchise, right? For ideally, I guess another ten years. But when it starts like this, people, you, you know, you just you get a real bad name for it, and people are like, it's lasting, no, I think isn't I'll, it? I think I'll I think I'll pass on that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and it's just yeah, real it's bad. The impression. I think a lot of companies do it. It's the way that like um, it's like Bethesda's. The way Bethesda's name has been, the, the way Bethesda has yeah. fallen, I think is crazy. Back in after Skyrim. Bethesda could do no wrong. Bethesda were the right. game studio that people loved because they made single-player-only games that didn't have microtransactions, right? And that were a little buggy at the launch, notoriously, but that's what people wanted. No, people meme-worthy, though, right? It was exactly. fun, like it was exactly. a game It was a joke that people fought like through that. the the floor in Skyrim, whatever, yeah. Exactly. But exactly. then they come out with, like, Fallout 76, which is an always-online looter shooter, microtransactions, you know, you got to pay to we can pay yearly for like a subscription thing to it people hate it you know i'm sure people mm-hmm. like Fallout 76 but like though and then they've got like you know they they did the whole thing where you could pay for mods on consoles and they were doing other paid stuff and it's just the way that they fell yeah. from the, the reputational damage that they sustained time and time and time again from all of that it's just it's not worth it i don't think it's worth it you know maybe but, they yeah. do that. obviously they must think it's worth it because you know the, the, obviously i think they see the amount of money some companies make, right? Like the and amount of money Rockstar the makes signs, from GTA Five, right? GTA Five is a story-driven game, much like many of Bethesda's games. Obviously, it's a different genre, but like 
They see how much money they make from GTA Online. It's a staggering. They probably made more from GTA Online than they made from selling the base game, right? Probably. Because they, they sell so much and then people pay for it. And they're like, I want a slice of that. But then you just, if you, I don't know, some companies, the way they go about it, they they end up just destroying their game. It's, it's, it's too short-term thinking, isn't it? It it's, is. They're it thinking is. a little bit too short-term and too and, to be tangible objectives and key results and not yeah. how the player feels and the intangible monetary effects that that could have. It's all very short-term think, thinking, isn't it? I think that's it. I think the ones that work well are the ones that release an online mode that is just good, and then after they've got a good online mode, they then bring in the marketers and the the, the analysts and the you know bullet suckers who figure out the most cost-effective and, and way to manipulate every single player into spending as much money as possible, right? I think... So I assume that I don't know how bad GTA Five was at launch when it launched with. I don't even know if it launched with multiplayer, but um, yeah, I think GTA Online was quite a small thing at launch, wasn't it? Exactly, like it was right. obviously People a big marketing thing, whatever. but it's not what it is now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I assume that like a lot of the times, I think the the games that are doomed to fail are the games that release and have clearly been designed from the get go just like as a cash that. grab, right? Exactly. They've already got a, they've already got an in game shop. They've already got cosmetics that are way too expensive. They've already got like pay to win elements into it. It's all just kind of bad from the get-go and people just don't play it people just leave right mm-hmm. i feel like you've mm-hmm. got to develop an online mode that people want to keep coming back to they want to keep playing because it's good and then try and monetize that after the fact right as opposed to trying to throw in the monetization up front from the beginning obviously they want to do that because that's when most people are going to play but it's just i i just think it leaves a bad taste in players mouth i think they, they are less likely to try it i know i would be if i loaded up a pack i loaded up a multiplayer segment and it was like you know, the first thing that pops up is a big banner ad for the latest bundle that you can buy before I even play it. You know, it's like... Right, right. Yeah. That's the thing. It comes down to, like you say, it's just make something that's good and results yep. will follow, usually. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's what it is. And, I mean, just on the topic about Bethesda quickly, I don't know about you, man. I am seeing adverts, full buses, f- painted like yep. spaceships Starfield. for Starfield yeah. <laughs> recently. I was like, geez, I've not seen a game being marketed that hard in a long time. Yeah, I'm they're like, going aggressive on it. It's all over the shop. I'm not, not something I played. Um, not something that I, I, I'm aware if it has any of these kinds of um, criticisms. Um, similar. To I think it's a single player only game to give Bethesda yes. credit. Um, um, but, but yeah. But it's interesting. Got a, Very it's got interesting. 7 out of 10 on Steam. It's got that. a mostly positive to Starfield. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's yeah. like, um, I think like Rocket League is probably a good example of this, right? Like Rocket League just launched as a game where you could play car football against your friends, right? Yes. Yes. And now it's a free to play game that anyone can play, but it has, you know, microtransactions and, and, and DLC and stuff. And they've t- kind of taken a, the core of a game that is good and pivoted it into this games as a service genre. That's right? it. That's Which I think it. is the way to do it, right? I think they've done, uh, you know, I'm sure there's controversies with Rocket League as well, but like, I think what they've done is is a good example of of how i think it it works well right yeah from what i've seen in rocket league they don't they don't shove it down your throat right you can just download it for free and play the game and if you want to do all your customization and this this and that then you can pay but they're not like you can't play a match uh in competitive mode for the next 43 minutes and 27 seconds unless you pay this many <laughs> league rocket points to, to unlock the, the playing now yeah. it's like they don't they ram it down your throat yeah. um like i get so, it but like man um 
mobile games are the uh, worst for these, aren't they? It's, that kind of not thing. even mobile games. Plenty Activision games are the worst <laughs> for this. I remember the last time I loaded up like a, a newish Call of Duty game. Before I'd even played the multiplayer, I select multiplayer and you go load in and straight away, boom, big banner ad to buy the season pass. I've not even yeah. played a single game yet. Buy the season pass. I'm like, no. And then it shows me like the season pass anyway, and it shows me the things I could get. And I'm like, no. And then it's like, boom, another ad. Like, this is our new, uh, like the current theme of the month. And it's like, buy the, mm-hmm. the new skin for this. I'm like, no. Nope. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, oh, yeah. here's an introductory COD point bundle. I'm like, nope, no, thank you. And you've got to click through like nine no's for a game that you've paid for, right? It's like it's 60 quid or whatever for Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. And then you get to play the game, right? And it's yeah, just it's pretty bad. It's pretty it's bad. Real bad. It's like the equivalent of like paying for Sky TV and they still show adverts, right? <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, right. the worst of both worlds. <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I yeah, um, the state of things as a service, man, and microtransactions. I think, the, I think the tides are kind of turning a bit though. Like, I think obviously not for like Activision. Activision are gonna keep going with until the day they die, right? With with Call of Duty and stuff now. Um but I think Call of Duty is becoming less popular. I think games like mm. that are kind of becoming less popular. Overwatch 2 has overwhelmingly negative um, on Steam. They release it on Steam and mm-hmm. instantly it's just overwhelmingly negative. People don't like the the way that Activision Blizzard has, has dealt with that. Mm-hmm. And so I think the tides are kind of turning on that in a, little, in, a, in, a, in, a in a way. You know, I think people are, um, <laughs> are kind of growing fed up of this, of this model to an extent. I don't think it's going to go anywhere just because it's such a profitable one, right? It, yeah, only takes, it yeah. takes such a small number of whales of of super spenders to make the whole to, thing worth to it. make it profitable yeah that's it exactly it's interesting it's interesting to see all the rumblings of regulation in that area coming up so i know the yeah. eu of looking at this because so many kids are trying to spend loads of money with their, I think, their like from their parents stuff like that i think you've well. noticed a change on that i think a lot of companies have moved away from loot boxes like massively yes loot boxes um, are definitely going away i wonder how much they if there will be any form of similar kinds of restrictions on the advertising of microtransactions, the the the, the kind of the, the deceptive um, user interfaces that cause you to think that you yeah. need to buy something when you don't actually need to buy something. Call them kind uh, of dark that, patterns, right? That's it. It's used a lot in um, low-cost airlines is a big yeah, one. Yeah. Um, websites you like you've got to pay for you, luggage or something. That's or, it, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Or your seats. Yeah. Uh, make you think that you're not going to sit next to who, like whoever you've booked with um large potential retailers with yearly subscriptions to delivery services free delivery yeah. services uh that's another one trying to get out of that so yeah i have a feeling if that kind of thing came in that hopefully will have an impact on games as well to stop it so, being so in your face right i think it'll stop the microtransactions i could i could, I could see regulation on on dark patterns for sure because those are, are scummy right you click cancel and it's like, are you sure? And they swap the yes and no's around. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And then they ask the question in such a way. It's like, are you are you not sure that you, aren't you not sure? And anyway, but um, click here if you would like to not receive updates. Yeah, anyway. Mm-hmm. But, um, and I and I think, I wouldn't be surprised if there's regulation on, on the, the gambling side as well, the loot boxes, right? Sure. Uh, yes. That, I think that's one of the primary, that's like one of the near yeah, yeah, term yeah. objectives right now. But I think, I think Call of Duty that. did away with loot boxes, I think. Uh, Overwatch doesn't have loot boxes anymore. It's all just um, you. You just pay for the microtransactions. You pay for the skins. Right, I see that kind of stuff. I can see. I think the UK has got new gambling regulations as well, not for gamers, but just for like regular gambling. Right, mm-hmm. uh, there are new like laws on that as well. Which um, I was reading a thing about how 
certain companies had like massive devaluations, like a billion dollars lost in, in, in value oh. because of the new regulation. But um, so I can see the gambling stuff. But for the microtransactions, man, I, I don't think there'll be legislation just because it's, it's just a purchase, right? Like, I think it's a, <laughs> I think a lot of them do bad practices with it. But at the end of the day, if it's just, you can buy this, but you don't have to, even if we advertise it and you have to click away for it, I, I feel like they're just gonna be like, yeah, that's fine. That's, you know, <laughs> the world we live in. Right? Interesting. Yeah. I wonder, yeah, I do wonder how much the, because we have quite a strict advert, advertisement watchdog, right? That's true. Yeah. So I'm wondering, I'm wondering if they'll, they'll come up with anything, but who knows? Who yeah, knows? I mean, I don't think they, I don't think they misrepresent things. Is is all the the, the only thing that I could I could see. I, I think I remember Overwatch two getting in trouble for this with maybe like Australia's Watchdog or something. Is like they they showed like a bundle that showed like a discounted price, but like the price that it was quote unquote discounted from was never an actual price. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Like they showed the price they showed was like a price that they'd made up if you could yeah. buy all the things individually, but you can't buy all the things individually. You can only right. buy them as part of this bundle. And they were like, that's deceptive. Like that's a, you've, you've lied here, right? Like the, you cannot purchase these things separately for this price, right? You can only buy, like you can only get this legendary skin as part of this bundle, but the, the cross-through price is if they've, you know I mean? They've used some weird math and marketing math to try and figure it out. So it. little things like that I could see, but for the most part, I think, you know, it's just like, hey, here's a skin. It's mm-hmm. stupidly expensive. Enjoy it. But yeah. But yeah. Make do what you will. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like I said, I think the, the dark pattern stuff especially could be could be regulated. Yeah. Uh, you see some games, again, Activision Blizzard, like Diablo Immortal <laughs> is um is a game that is apparently horrendous for it. They've got like nineteen different kinds of in-game currency and uh, multiple different like actual currencies you can buy and that you can spend like thousands of dollars on this mobile oh, game. God. And it's just like I could see stuff like game, that, right? Yeah, I could see stuff like that where you've got to, like there are you know four different types of gems and you can use one gem to buy a different kind of gem and the, the, the amount of obfuscation that happens in terms mm-hmm. of trying to make it feel like you're not spending your own money, maybe. But, but who knows? We can we can only hope. <laughs> we can fingers crossed. <laughs> uh, anyway, Nick, unfortunately, we're out of time for this episode of the what have you been up to podcast thank you for listening everybody if you enjoyed and you'd like to listen to more in the future you can uh, follow us here on youtube uh, by hitting the subscribe button or if you're listening on your favorite podcasting platform you can uh, follow the podcast there as well we're available on apple google spotify all of your favorite podcasting places uh, if they have podcasts we should be on there uh, feel free to go listen wherever you would like you can also join the discord discord uh, is it's whybut.discord.co is the uh, the link it'll be in the description down below or in the show notes again if you're listening on uh, on a podcasting platform of your choice Thank you for listening, though. And uh, Nick and I will uh, tell you what we've been up to next week. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody.